0: i listen to the black guy who tips podcast because rod and karen are hot hey welcome to another episode of the black guy who tips podcast i'm your host rod joined as always by my co-host karen and we're live on a wednesday which means we are recapping a tv show this week it is lovecraft country um which uh a lot of people seem to be enjoying our recaps okay i see y'all sharing them i see people you know talking about them leaving us uh comments in the uh old twitter sphere and recommending them you know there's a lot of black people out there like yo i want to listen up well black why it don't matter really but i want to listen to a podcast about lovecraft country and um you know some of these other podcasts they either don't get it or they be hating or whatever yo thank you for recommending it thank you we appreciate y'all okay um come for the recap stay for the anti-racism uh anti-capitalism anti-white supremacy all that shit um uh except for black capitalism the only good capitalism anyway (laughs)
1: um
0: speaking of capitalism only because
1: we're part of the group now right
0: speaking of capitalism (laughs) don't forget we're moving to spotify okay if you want to continue to listen to the show we're going to exclusively be on spotify starting october the 26th spotify is free it's free to download it's free to listen to podcasts you don't get charged for anything nothing is absolutely um, free yeah it's a partnership that we're having with them they're investing in the show they believe in the show they believe in the vision matter of fact today is international podcast day yes sir and if you look on my uh twitter if you look in our facebook page for or the instagram stories for the Blackout tips and for my personal instagram stories spotify created a filter for international podcast day where you basically hold the camera look at yourself and then you hold the button down and it flips through a bunch of podcasts and uh just saying if, you, if you're if you listening to this today give it a try you might see someone in there you know okay you might you might be able to see you might, a, you might know a couple people in uh in the old uh international podcast day rotation from spotify so um but yeah october 26th so uh we're excited about it we hope you're excited about it and we just don't want to leave anyone behind we don't want anyone to forget you know i know a couple people hit me up you know with the kind of like i'm not gonna be able to make it which i understand you know if, if you can't make it i don't need every person to individually let me know or anything i just i understand and I don't know, you know, the rules. Maybe you're in a different country. I don't know all the rules to why people don't, can't get it, but, uh, I understand if you can't, if you gotta leave us behind, but, you know, we're hoping most people come over with us and yeah, we, right. uh, find some new people and shit
1: yes and shout out to the people that was like i didn't know y'all was on spotify already and mm-hmm. shout out to the people's like oh i was already listening to spotify for music oh shit they got podcasts let me go over there and check it out
0: all right y'all didn't come for all that but that's what the fuck you got to listen to okay this is a business um <laughs> <laughs> Someone gotta pay these bills. Come on. In this pandemic. And these are uncertain times, nigga. Sir. Uh, but yeah, it's time to recap Lovecraft Country, okay, y'all. Um, and in the way that only Karen and I can do it, alright? Uh this episode is called I Am. It is the seventh, I believe, episode of the season, which means we only got three left. Eight, nine, ten. This shit is almost over. I can't believe it at the same time it's almost like i understand because all the other tv is coming back fargo's coming back walking dead's coming back yes like oh it's about to be murder on these on these tv streets right we went
1: from everybody was gone to hey everybody slowly coming
0: back the dvr gonna be smoking okay i'm just letting y'all know
1: i know it's this been it's been on bed rest
0: Mm -hmm. uh but yeah so um we'll start the way we always start karen what would you think about this episode i am i
1: absolutely love it honestly i'm i, I don't know if this is controversial now but this right here has to be one of my favorite episode of the series mm-hmm. it was absolutely gorgeous absolutely stunning it was beautiful
0: that was very controversial karen and uh that's The kind of hot takes that uh we're gonna have to stop having when we get on spotify okay this is the last time no um for me personally i loved it as well um it feels weird to come here every week and feel like man this is my new favorite episode Mm -hmm. um (laughs) but you know i did feel that way about the haunted house one for sure uh, sundown is still such an epic beginning to a show I just mm-hmm. can't even believe they did all that with the show gods and the sundown town of course and the sheriffs and stuff um man it's just so good even you know uh last week uh when we went to Daigu uh I think that's how you pronounce it or Daegu um like that departure kind of episode like it's, it's I don't know the show's so well done I'm not I don't want to get into you know, the battle of the, 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 the people that don't like it or whatever, I get that, but I feel like because of what I watch and read in my personal time and other things I'm entertained by, somehow this shit just fell right into my wheelhouse of things that I like. Like, it's funny, and it doesn't take itself nearly as seriously as the people who hate the show take it. Right. Um, like, I don't think you get a moving on up moment with the, in, in episode 2 unless you have a little bit of mirth a little bit of winking at the at the audience like mm-hmm. yo we 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 get it it's, it's trippy we making it, we make jokes too and right. um and then you got excellent acting
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you got sci-fi elements horror elements and the thing i think people maybe one day people can go back and look at this and me and really appreciate it but they are presenting these genres as different things and it's blowing my mind every week like it's science fiction as horror it's horror as magic it's magic as uh as sci-fi it's you know like it's like they're always kind of flipping it on you so when you think you got a handle on the show and you're like oh it's a horror show like if anything that's the thing that really got people is because you know when they put the screeners out you normally only see the first one to five episodes and so people went it's a horror show but it's but black history and stuff too and it's like okay i like black history huh i'll give it a shot but it's not it's it's actually it's sci-fi it's magic it's like there's spells there's fucking like you know and and like like i said in this genre bending it's magic like you can have the ability to turn into another person you're like, what? but it's a science because you know we get into how you do that this week or it's horror but really the horror is kind of based in some racial elements which are based in some magic you know it like just stuff like that that uh it really blows me away i'm glad i watched anime and yeah yeah. you know what i mean yeah. read, read science fiction books when i was a kid uh watched science fiction series i'm glad i got into all that weird shit for me um not really sci-fi even though i watch
1: sci-fi stuff uh for me it's been anime i think watching anime really made a lot of the things because i think a lot of people are watching this and I, not not to be funny they don't know anything about some of these other genres or they're not into uh, these other genres These other because anime is very trippy to a lot of people because mm-hmm. it's cartoons and so a lot of people just you know feel like cartoons for kids they fucking check out they they you know you start taking the same concept but instead of people you start drawing and a lot of motherfuckers be like the fuck is this and they just automatically tap out they, they just will not dive into that so once you start crossing into things like that and things that are very different and abstract and out there for a lot of people they're like the fuck is happening here and it's very confusing to them particularly if you're being introduced to some of these concepts for the first time or you've never seen black people in these particular areas and things like that like it's it's a um it could be a mind trip for a lot of people so i think um enjoying anime really helped with a lot of the mind bending things i was like oh, okay we do this in anime all the time we go from we're grounded to we're not grounded no more my nigga to we grounded again to we doing this and we doing that and we're going we're taking these adventures and we're going here and we're going there and and i really enjoyed uh that particularly about this particular episode but about the whole series in general because it, you can literally from episode to episode be Telling me a story, but completely introducing it in a different way that could take me on a completely different adventure, that can allow me to ask questions. And the thing is, it's okay to ask questions about this show because that, you're watching TV. Like that's that's the part of the th- of the thing. But I think sometimes people are allowing the question questioning things and the things that they lay out in the background about Black history to kind of be like well i saw this so this is what everything's gonna be about and that's that's not well the thing
0: that i noticed is the people that i see struggling with the show are mostly the people that feel like i have to pick up every easter egg or the people that like you know and i don't mean this pejoratively so if you're listening don't take offense but like i gotta create the syllabus to go along with the study guide like I feel like you're watching it the wrong way. It's a vibe. I listen. I watched this convers. read, read, read this conversation between Michaela Cole and Donald Glovers in Vanity Fair UK, I believe, or some, or GQ UK, something like that. And it's a great, it's like probably 20 minute, 30 minute read, but it's such a great conversation. But she talks about I May Destroy You. And she says, uh, because they both, they're both fans of each other like that. Mm-hmm. And she for her, um, article, basically they said, if you could pick one creative person to talk to in the world, who would you want to talk to? And she said, Donald Glover. And so that's how, that's what the conversation is. It's her on Zoom talking to Donald Glover. And so he basically was talking about, I made a story and he was like, you know, I love how you, you really were able to have like, to connect to people's feelings and these feelings that people leave with. And she was like, right, it's not, me trying to like deliver necessarily a message or black and white who's right or wrong. I'm trying to get the audience to have a certain feeling at the end. And I feel like this show and that episode, this episode specifically, were more about giving you a certain feeling. That being said, the world still operates on these rules and these theories and stuff too, that I find intriguing. And it most reminds me of two things. One, Rick and Morty yes it it sounds crazy to say but because i know rick and morty is comedy and shit but it really reminds me a lot of rick and morty how every week is them taking on another genre and being like okay let's fuck with you heist movies but also time travel okay this isn't time travel this is actually multi-universe theory and you won't realize that we didn't do time travel to the very last frame of the episode and you're like what the fuck was that you know um stuff you know stuff like that uh and then the other thing uh, it reminds me of the marvel movies and how marvel had to slow walk us all through you know if you're a comic book fan you're already ready for everything but if you're not they slow walked a bunch of people who really weren't that big of nerds into multiversal time travel theory yes yes like yes. interdimensional mm-hmm. fucking like the end the last uh before you get to spider-man was uh end game endgame is you've taken a bunch of people who really aren't sci-fi nerds like that most of the most likely because we're talking about billions of people billions of dollars so it, it you know it's not like marvel comic books had billions of billions of dollars right so you're talking about a handful of people that were hardcore but then a whole lot of people were like eh, i guess and after years of dumbing down comic book movies from like fox and dc and beyond well we don't know if people gonna buy this so let's just dumb down wolverine let's just dumb down you finally have somebody be like, no, let's not. Let's just slow walk them into you, this movie's about uh, interdimensional travel. We're going to call it Ant-Man. And it's funny, but you just learned that there's this, this dimension where you can go in space and time are different. And you you add all these little building blocks up, and then by the end, everyone's like, you know, I think Doctor Strange is going to see the multiversal realities. And you're like, they they got you. And that's how this feels to me is like, they kind of slow walk you through some of it, or but they're just like throwing you in there going, you understand the many world theories. If not, go look it up. You probably already know about it because you've watched some Marvel movies. It's not like that different from the concept. So I know um,
1: for me and we've kind of talked about this before. two things we kind of talked about this before and we live in an age now where feelings oh my gosh people lose their minds over forcing people to feel but that's a part of art and artistry like that's the part like my whole job is to get a reaction out of you good bad or indifferent like 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 my job is to do something to invoke something out of you and the thing is truthfully regardless of how people feel that's what they want that That's why you do it in. That's what you want. Yeah. But yet, when you get it, some people don't respond well. Oh, my gosh, you made me feel sad. You made me feel happy. You made me feel depressed. You made me feel this way. And they reject it, even though deep down that's what they want, because they're talking about it like everybody else. They constantly watch like
0: everybody else. You're there every week like everybody else. So it's something about it that you love. Well, that's what's weird, though. I'm not saying I haven't seen people saying it's like triggering or making them feel like a certain badness or something don't more no, no, no. It's, okay I'm,
1: I'm sorry the reason why i say feel is that all these genres about race and racism they're, they're invoking feelings and i don't mean that in a bad way but people respond different ways to that you know these things about seeing black people in positions and, and things that you've never seen before people feel a certain way about that and i think that mm. these feelings are causing these reactions where people feel like well since they're about race I, I i i you know i i got to find out everything about it i i got to dig i got to find out yeah. what these things is so i can better understand it's it's almost mm. like challenging people to, to
0: i think it's just a nerd thing they can't turn off like I, I think the way i think the feelings thing comes into play is there's certain people i've seen say stuff like they make the white people cartoonishly racist and now i'm like I don't know how to tell you this there's not one scene of actual racism in this show that didn't happen in real life i don't even know what to tell you like it's none of this is far-fetched like including motherfuckers driving through town with guns chasing black people out come on like i don't like there were parts of charlotte which is a black city where it's like don't go in that neighborhood they will fucking shoot at you they will kill you they will threaten you and it only stopped with 1979 1980 like because laws and somebody forced them to enforce them not even laws just it just stopped then for some reason but because like it was always against the law for them to do that shit yes like uh or well, not always but you know f- past 1950 but white people didn't give a fuck about them laws you know what i mean so yeah
1: yeah that's why i said somebody forced them to enforce them like some, something happened. somebody had to be like hey y'all can't do this no more and we're in and, are and they're, they're, but like this white people don't stop shit just because somebody got to come in and be like hey stop this or else we're gonna do so we're gonna make it inconvenient for you and you you have to make shit inconvenient enough for white people for them to be like all right it ain't worth the hassle
0: yeah so something happened but my point being that shit ain't that long ago Mm-mm. and all our ancestors are alive our parents our grandparents many of them are still living They'll fucking tell you these stories. So it was weird to see, especially black critics dismiss it as like, yeah, this is ridiculous racism, right? And you're like, "Uh, have you never read a book? Do you think it's all, it's not make believe. You know what I mean? Like, like it's based off of something, you know, they was taking niggas out in the woods and killing them. That's not like, that's not something that only happened in 1888. This is 1950. So -hmm. anyway, uh, Mm -hmm. I, 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 Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead.
1: I about to say, and and another thing, when you was talking about the the uh, Marvel um, thing, I agree because I I've read comic books, but as far as like the Marvel, the DC, you know, all those type of comic books, I started getting into them like kind of later on, kind of almost like in my adulthood, right? Like, oh, let me read Black Panther, you know, let me read these things and get into those. And so for me, it's almost where. You want the biggest audience. So you, you know, it's good that you took people like me and literally made the Marvel movies my visual comic book. You met, literally made it a visual comic book. And shout out to the CW because I started understand like the multiverse and all that stuff through Flash. Like, like for me, that's where that concept came in. And I began to connect the dots and the shit began to make sense. Then we had different worlds and we began to go back and forth. And, you know, they, they, uh, took all the shows and they would cross the platforms. Like, and in my mind, I didn't realize it was kind of laying the foundation for me. Like you said, laying the foundation for these other things so that I could talk to you about something, and me and you could have a conversation that we might not have been able to have before and also me learning that certain characters and certain versions meant different things you know and i think that uh one thing i can say about marvel that i personally think they did a really good job particularly in uh the end game is that once you get these audiences together, you can reward both parties because they rewarded the people that read the kind of books you got you, you yeah. they like hey we we're gonna drop stuff that we know the other people can't
0: get but well, you, I, I don't but want you, go go I, I don't want to turn it into a whole marvel thing no. I just just i'm I was just saying these things aren't that different from Lovecraft you know what I'm saying like so for that to be the most popular fucking movies in the world to to be like, I can't believe this this show is doing this it's like why not (laughs) like what black people can't do the same fucking thing you know what i mean like i don't know why people be detracting from this show specifically when it's in the most like so it's not it's not too good for marvel but it's too good for this you know what i mean like it just feels weird to have a problem with any of that.
1: Yeah, and the, the the purpose of that uh was to say that uh they're gonna reward both parties. They're gonna reward people who are actually into sci-fi, into science fiction, and they're also gonna reward somebody like me who don't have any knowledge. That was the purpose of that, mm-hmm. and I think that. But uh, you
0: do have knowledge, though, huh? You do have knowledge coming into this, or do you mean like book readers of yes. Lovecraft country, like book readers, oh.
1: and or and or people that might know more about the different types of horror like you know because oh, i'm not in okay. horror like that yeah. you know different types of like because they're different genres to it like some True. of them i know some of them i don't so they're gonna
0: they're- and same here same here by the okay. way we're in the same boat like yeah and i and i think having faith in the show and faith and faith in the people making the show that it's going somewhere mm-hmm. and that these narratives are coming together i think that's something that we lend to certain types of creators but i'm seeing a lot of pushback on this from black people like like i didn't see this kind of pushback on watchmen Mm -mm. you know what i mean because some white dudes at the helm you know it wasn't even this kind of pushback on game of thrones it Mm -mm. was people was mad at season eight because they could not possibly imagine that these dudes would not do a good job even without the fucking book like that like so it's weird to to straight out the gate start shitting on this black thing the last thing i did want to say and i may have brought it up on the show before but and then we'll get into the recap sorry i didn't really mean for this intro to be long i'm sorry but um i'm not yeah so i feel like watchmen took a very vast universe and condensed it Mm -hmm. and made it small and that's why that's good they took something that's had a comic book for decades a graphic novel you know from decades it's had a movie you know all these other like related properties and all this shit uh an actual book they took all of that and then they said let's jump forward in the future let's make it super fucking black because the book isn't let's make it super much about race a white man decided to do this and we'll cast regina king as the lead and yaya uh will be you know the male lead and we'll get to see his dick a lot and we're gonna make this big story into a tiny story into an eight episode kind of mini series and then we're never going to touch it again and that is a its own type of brilliance Mm -hmm. but the slack that that gets cut while then shitting on something that's doing the opposite is taking something that was compressed and small black life in america in the 1950s and by compressed and small i mean it's not very much written about it there's not very much respect to it not a lot of culture around it we didn't get to tell our stories at that time we you know um there was a there's a there was a literal confining of your red line to this street you know, you're, you're, you can't get on the bus at this point. You can't do this and you can't do that. So you took a life that people see as small and they have turned these characters into the, in, the universe, into it literally this week, infinity. You know what I mean? You have made the, the most finite, the most restricted type of life in America at that moment into the most vast, universal, wondrous experiment and, i love that like I, like i can't explain how much i fucking love that and that's why you know that's why our recap's better all right mm-hmm. uh let's get into this recap speaking of which and you're right karen i don't apologize uh-uh. you're right i am is this episode now i had to split this into the recap into two segments you got letty tick montrose and ruby and then the other segment is just hippolyta okay um, I will start with Letty, Tick, Montrose, and Ruby, and we'll work our way to Hippolyta. Mm-hmm. The star of this week. Come on. Uh, so, uh, after confronting Christina, you guys remember last time we saw Ruby, she was in that, what she thought to be the white man's house. Yes, yeah, she did. And, uh, Christina somehow morphed into, v- William morphed into Christina, and she was like, Oh my God, I've been fucking a white woman. <laughs>
1: she didn't know how to handle that
0: so now this like no time has passed since the last time we saw that scene Mm -mm. uh they're in the house in the basement the one door that Christina keeps locked all the time and Christina is still like got blood on her from the transformation that's how fresh this is and Ruby's in there like uh you gonna explain and inside this room is the corpse the the bodies the dead bodies of William and that woman that was racist that had the dogs mm-hmm. from Artem, so literally, the, she takes the blood from the dead bodies, turns it into a potion that you drink, and then it, it makes you morph into the person
1: for a certain period of time.
0: Right. So she has these cadavers in the basement, probably stink like uh, probably stink down there. <laughs> Um, dang, cause the refrigeration we got now ain't, ain't the same. I mean, and Ruby, keep in mind, don't know any of the backstory that we know or, or that Tick and Letty know. Nope. So she's like, you killed these people. And she was like, and Christina's like, nah, I didn't kill them. They was already dead, but you know, I just used their blood for this potion. And she reaches towards Ruby to comfort her. Cause obviously this is a lot of information. Yes, it is. Cause Ruby don't know about all this other shit. And, and she knows
1: that. And she's like, okay, I, this is, this, I know it's a lie, baby.
0: Right. Yeah. Come here, girl. Let me hold you. She was like, get away from me. She was like, everything you told me was a lie. And Christina's like, nah, it's true. William was killed by Captain Lannister, Lancaster.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I figured that I thought that that was true. I was like, yeah, I believe that, that they, you know, I thought he may have survived, mm-hmm. you know, before, but I was like, oh yeah, I believe that they fucked him up.
0: Yeah. Cause once that woman, once ruby turned into that woman i'm like how do you get the people's blood like what because then you got to start like are they dead because we don't know what happened to that woman we didn't know she was dead like maybe like did she die in the collapse and then ruby put her body in the? i mean not ruby christina put a body in the trunk like well might need this later i mean she's stronger this is a one man show i'm gonna turn a one from... man slash woman show <laughs> right yeah she turned into william then she put the body in the yeah, trunk she must get his strength right uh but yeah i was just like how did she get like that's crazy um and so then um ruby is like so what is this revenge for your dead lover william and uh christina is being very forthright in this scene now you would think once you taught a woman that that turned into a man and had sex with you, you would think you would be very suspicious and they would be caught in a lie and they would be like, you know, the black dudes on love and hip hop like, "Come oh, on, come on. I just want you to win," you know, like like <laughs> oh, for, oh, you for real? For real? Oh. So you think, ah, oh, you think I'm just doing you like that, huh? Um but yeah so instead uh she told her the truth in every way that we know um and so uh ruby thinks did you do this for revenge for your, boy, your dead lover or whatever and she goes to leave and christina says no please listen to me and christina says look my dad is in a member yeah uh, he, he was a member of this group called the order of dawn and they don't let women in it's a boys club and i seduced william Cause he was like he is in this one this club and he got uh all he knows some magic stuff okay so i put that wop on him and then he was like uh you know what i'll mentor you and so uh i wanted to prove apparently her father must have really approved of william or something or just i guess just the male you know just just the fact that she wasn't a, uh that she was a girl that he hated uh, she was like i wanted to prove to my father that i was better than the son he wished he had and so she learned a metamorphosis spell from william so william was the person that cracked that spell It seems like everyone has their own specialty mm-hmm. on this show mm-hmm. uh fathers was uh impervious to damage or some shit um uh so uh she ends up saying like okay well cool um I learned this from from dicking this from getting fucked by this dude and then uh uh that's cool but that's just part of my ambitions i realized after i got this spell like why the fuck am i trying to still do all this for my father's approval right like fuck that i want to surpass my father i want to like i got bigger things to do than just fucking be the you know get dad to finally approve me like that now i'm thinking too small and we do know christina's imagination is huge and she said i want to do things most people couldn't even imagine and of course ruby is stuck on do you mean like fuck me as a man hmm bitch like (laughs) i ain't forgot (laughs) huh? white woman like she was still she was still (laughs) stuck on that (laughs) <laughs> she's like yeah 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 you want to rule the earth but you uh also is one of them ambitious to fuck me nigga um and she said i never lied to you the words are coming out of william's mouth but they were mine
1: mm-hmm. so i was one of them things where it wouldn't surprise me if she is like attracted to her
0: i wonder because you know the thing i kept thinking is if you can take a potion and it changes your entire like body and then also Christina's obsession with because she's been left out of male power and patriarchy mm-hmm. with this idea of becoming uh, or joining the ranks of the men as in getting the respect I, it does make you wonder like sexually she could be a lot of she could be fluid she could be you know um she could just be enthralled with the power of now I'm on the male side of, of sex because I felt so unempowered as a woman, uh, whatever. or whatever. She, or she literally could just be like, "It's whatever it takes to get to the power. I will fuck anybody." Like it, this is like it ain't even about you. It ain't about him. Cause she, cause that's the thing I would say. As William, she also never said some like, "I love you, Ruby. I want to be with you." It was all like, "I'm trying to get this power. I want to help you get some power." Ain't you tired of being just stuck in with this world powerless? So technically you could be like i never lied to you as william you know we never seen him like cupcaking in bed or nothing like that
1: and it also might be the this thing too well now since we know and you i go back and i reflect william was very gentle not that men can't be gentle mm. but he was like a very gentle. I mean, he sucked
0: the blood off of her hand
1: oh, come on he was very <laughs> you know he was a freak you, you know how to do you know they're like Mm-mm. you know it's one of those things where for me he was very nice and gentle mm. and kind and sweet and it was one of those things to where still racist mm. but you know it was one of those things where i was like oh that was christina so, where so you, that makes sense
0: where do you feel like he was still racist
1: i think he was still racist because you understand the concept of where you are. So there are some parts of you that have to be racist in order for you to, in order for, for Christina to actually put this, keep this up. There has to be some part of you that shows, or at least makes them think <laughs> that you are racist. Like there has to be, you, you, you couldn't walk around KKK country, KKK castle, and not have something in you. Even if it's not true, you would have to exhibit or either make them feel or be illusion you know that you're tolerating
0: yeah it's not that i'm saying she's not racist i thought you were trying to say something in her involvement with ruby made you be like well she's still obviously racist but it's nothing that she did to ruby specifically that Mm -hmm. made you okay Mm -hmm. all right yeah for me the thing is i i mean it's a racist world Mm -hmm. i feel like christina looks at all that shit as power or not power
1: Yes, yeah, like, like she an just don't.
0: Yeah, she don't even yeah. really seem to care. Like, by which I mean, she's not anti-racist. She wouldn't like. She helped that black family because she finds that they will be a means to get her some more power.
1: Yes, it's she beneficial. don't give a fuck
0: about none of them. I think she Mm-mm. would absolutely throw Ruby in the trash, let it in the trash, take in the trash. In the heartbeat,
1: long as as soon as they not beneficial. Yes. Yeah,
0: like if, if she yeah honestly. So, but, but there's some about her that. I believed her when i believed everything she said in this in this little part of the segment but i also was like she still can't be trusted because because just because you don't lie to me don't mean i can trust you you ain't got my back you'll just be like uh of course i betrayed you nigga. i never told you i liked you you know what i mean like anyway uh i just thought that was interesting um that that it came up that way uh and so then um ruby does, ruby does decide to stay and says I want to know everything. And Christina says the whole, like your family is involved with these lost pages from the book of names and Ruby's like my family. And that's when it cuts away to the next scene. Mm -hmm. So I, from the way they set it up and everything Christina was saying, when we saw her on camera, I think this is the TV show's way of getting Ruby caught up to speed with where we are as an audience on a lot of stuff. So it's like now, like Ruby is now in the game, quote unquote, before she was kind of a pawn. Now she's gonna move into making her, having her own autonomy because she's, she's aware that there's a game afoot now.
1: Yes. And also I think this kind of proves some of my perspective was right. Cause I was like, oh, she's gonna tell her everything. Like, like I, I, I was like, oh, they're gonna be partners in crime. Like I cannot see her introducing her and just being like fuck it i, mm-hmm. I can't see that because the ruby's strong personality she's like no 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 you got me into this what the fuck like like i've experienced mm-hmm. certain things so it's not like you're talking to somebody that's on the outside anymore right. you bought me in so a nigga i'm all the way in so let's go and also i like the fact that they skipped that i wish more shows would skip all this Two or three shows of them going back and forth and and a whole lot. No, let's just skip it. She's informed, and we can keep going because then that's a uh, uh, time film time that you can put towards other things.
0: Yeah, and it makes me wonder what kind of partnership is it going to end up ultimately being? Because I can't picture Christina letting any partnership be truly 50, 50. She just seemed like the type to be like, uh, and now all the power for me. Bye. Like yeah, and then
1: also it's uh, I like the fact that they skipped that because we know that she told her but we don't know what she told her we don't know if she literally told her everything i told her bits and pieces so well, she I, probably
0: I, it felt like she would have told her everything she knows that's how it felt because of how they set up the scene where she told her all that truth that she really didn't have to that's true she could have kept lying and she was just straight up like nah my daddy did this like this is my motivation blah 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 so um i don't like i mean you're right they could have cut away and she could have just started lying but i
1: mean not not lying to her i mean telling her the truth and not lying to her but what parts of the truth like like is she gonna tell her like literally everything Mm -hmm. or is she gonna tell her only what she needs to know because the whole thing is forms of manipulation
0: not just that but it's also what does christy what does christina know yeah she don't know everything she don't know she don't don't know some of the stuff that and letty going through Mm -mm. so but uh yeah anyway man i thought that was interesting um so then uh letty has a dream uh you know she's sleeping um in the bed by herself um and she has a dream of uh running down the same hallway that tick ran running out of the um the uh what do they call those things Oh, God. Why am I drawing a blank? But it's like that Hordle? big ass. Nah, nah. It's, um, they have the lodge. She was running down okay. the hallway of the lodge out of the exit. The same recurring dream Tick has with his ancestor Hannah ahead of him was this time it was Hannah ahead of her. And then when she, Hannah got to the exit, she was holding a book. She looks back at Letty. Letty looks down at herself, sees that she's pregnant. And then she burns up and then wakes up in a, like, you know, oh my God. Um, mm-hmm.
1: and I was like, Oh, this probably has to do with her connection with Tick. Like it's like, it's mm-hmm. a bond or, or, or it, it, it's, it's something that literally has tied them together, like a, almost like a soul bond where, you know, that tied them together that they might not, she didn't realize at that time.
0: I think she, I think it's pretty obvious she's pregnant. Mm -hmm. if she's not pregnant i don't know maybe it's gonna be a non tail baby in there i don't know Mm -hmm. you know we don't know what tick's working with after him messing with gia but i'm just saying uh i think she's clearly pregnant and it made me think about um like the same rules of like anime and stuff and and some of them where it's like well she doesn't really have a connection to this ancestor but she carrying this baby that has this connection and that's maybe why she can share that dream but maybe hannah's trying to communicate in some type of way like maybe there's some magical thing going on with hannah as an ancestor maybe you know up until this point it was hannah the escaped slave who happened to be pregnant with her master's baby and now it's like maybe hannah leaving with this book or some maybe there's some some magical lineage in tig's family they have of course kept it very uh mysterious what happened mm-hmm. on his mother's side of the family the father the you know my charles don't talk about the mother's side of the family tig never got to go meet his relatives and all this stuff so it feels like they're they're doing something with this mystery and i'm like maybe letty doesn't have a connection directly but if there's a pregnancy involved now she does have some kind of din- connection and maybe it's she even have a connection to this magic yes you know uh which would be interesting man um i th- you know what you know what it made me think of um that season of flash when um joe's wife got pregnant and her baby had powers and it, it made her psychic mm-hmm. but then when the baby was born like it, it like the power the powers was for the fact that the she was having a meta baby or something like that mm-hmm. anyway um so then uh she wakes up and she gets out of bed tig is in the other room just staring in deep off in deep thought probably thinking about that uh the 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 symbols on the ring that he thought were his initials might also mean die and am i about to die like what the fuck he's been working all night trying to figure out all the, decipher all these codes and shit mm-hmm. um he
1: was in no it, it, it was just a mood i can't explain mm-hmm. it like you can tell he was zoned out and not really knowing what to do with all the feelings he was having
0: Mhm. and he never came to bed when she comes up and he notices she's there he pulls her close, kisses her and then he hugs her um, kind of putting her head his head uh, by her rib cage and stuff um, which is like this intimate thing but it makes me think about the more we learn about Tick, the more I'm starting to see Tick as a survivor uh, a boy who was abused and in this world in the 1950s where it wasn't like get some online therapy or whatever <laughs> like um, like it's just black this, people couldn't get that right and so i'm seeing now man that probably has some issues i mean he also got that uh nine tails all up on him mm-hmm. like he's just a, a dude that got and went to war like he got s- s- some issues and there's a longing it seems to me for like like female love and nurturing mm-hmm. and letty provides that to an extent Mm-hmm. you know like but, he's
1: missing something and she's yeah. giving him the thing that he's missing because like you said the, the 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 way he grabbed her it wasn't sexual at all right. it was almost like it was truly felt like a mothering like like yeah. i have to hold you because i have these feelings i don't know what to do with them you understand
0: me mm-hmm. and you won't particularly being the man you won't judge me mm-hmm. with me going through these emotions and, sh- and i imagine she knows more about him than just about anybody else on earth yes so there's like a like it's romantic for sure like there's a sexual part too but there's also like a something like you said like a, a maternal thing going on um yeah, not and, in some weird mm-mm. incest way i mean just literally that maternal energy or something
1: and also it it shows that their trust because uh, a few episodes ago when, uh, Letty was down in that basement and she heard shit, she went and got ticked because she was like, oh, he the only person when I tell him this ain't gonna look at me like I motherfucking lost my mind.
0: Well, yeah, they went through that shit together. So yes. then, um, he, like I said, hugs her and stuff. She show, he shows her. Cause then that's a, the other thing he's so distracted and so intense on his work he like holds her for a, she holds him for a little bit then he's like all right uh look let me show you what i've been working on i translate these pages and this symbol right here it looks like these spells are actually more complicated than knowing the words and saying the, saying them out loud because he was like when they were doing that ritual to me it had all this shit they wrote on the ground and chalk and all this stuff and it looks like you got to get all that right too and he's doubting himself because he's like I've known about this shit for like six weeks. These men spent their whole lives lives. in this fucking order and died during the ceremonies. Like They spent decades of their life thinking they got it right, did the ceremony, and just fucking died. I'm in over my head, what if we fucking get killed? And she was like, well, you know, your ancestor Hannah made it uh, out the front door of that mansion and of the lodge and you got that in you and he was like
1: because he hadn't shared that with her man, it's
0: like how you know she ran out the front door it's such a tv like moment mm-hmm. you know what i mean like <laughs> and, and one i appreciate rather than having them had his revelation in episode 10 right or you or we get frustrated but like, why didn't she just tell him she had a dream you know so um because even because she's mentioned hannah before so anyway uh she was like he was like yeah um i didn't say she ran out the front door she was like yeah i had a dream about her in the burning lodge and she she was standing in the doorway and he was like did she say something to you because i couldn't hear in my dream and she she was like nah she didn't say nothing but she was holding a book and uh he and she never brings up that she was pregnant in her dream Mm -mm. she started to but then Mm -hmm. she stopped because i think she she's not gonna keep it okay y'all if, if that magical baby's gone that okay i know it's before roe v wade but i'm just telling or, you or is it, she might have complications I, mm-hmm. I i don't think letty don't seem like to have a bunch of babies Type. i'm gonna be real with you okay letty is a woman from 2019
1: Did <laughs> happened to be put back in this time
0: she is an intersectional feminist. Like, i got rights that is an intersectional black feminist. Okay. She is woke. Nah, baby they ain't gonna slow me down. She, 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 the last thing she wants is to be slowed down by this nigga magical babies. Okay. No um, magical babies, but nah, she never mentioned it. I, I don't, um, you know, maybe cause she didn't want to scare him cause that's right. another thing. You Correct. Know, this nigga already be stressed out. you tell this nigga he pregnant. He might turn the future. Um, <laughs> oh no, <laughs>
1: I'm. I'm not going to put that on that, man. Mm -mm.
0: (laughs) Sorry. That might be even scarier than what's happening. (laughs) (laughs) I I dreamed I was pregnant. Sensational. No. No. No! Oh, no. He done got Ruby pregnant. What is happening? Mm -hmm. He going to be a gif and disappear. He just getting uh, everybody on the show pregnant now. Christina pregnant. This nigga on Instagram. He got another woman pregnant gia pregnant uh anyway so um he uh she she tells him about the dream um and then she they both figure out hannah escaped with the book of names and that's when their ambitions rise from we want to get a few pages in the book see we can figure out this spell to we get the whole book we get all the spells
1: yes yes and, and, it, and it was uh fun kind of just watching them almost bounce off of each other it was like they both had the same dream but a tidbit different you mm-hmm. know because dick was like she ain't have no book mm-hmm. you know like you know what did you see that i didn't see and you know what did you see? her you know trying to trying to figure out his dream and my quote-unquote prediction it wouldn't be surprising if they have a this dream together at some period, mm-hmm. like like both of that would them. would be cool. But you you see the same thing. Maybe with,
0: they complete the each other's dream.
1: Yes, well, with both of them running together, mm-hmm. in like a unity, and I bet you if they have a dream together, they will probably hear and see it in its entirety. Because right now it looks like it's split.
0: Right. Yeah. That would make that would be cool. I would love to see that. Mm-hmm. Now we just got to wait for both of them to fall asleep at the same time. You're right instead one of them always fuck the other one and then get up and do something and <laughs> get up and do something <laughs> they, they don't poop they don't tie the other one out right uh and so then um uh they decide to find a book of names they realize hannah must have uh, had it their ancestor, his ancestor must have had it at some point and they're like so where can we go and he's like well she don't really have family my mom most of my mom family they died in tulsa she was the only one that made it out and um they're like okay i guess we're gonna have to like you like we're gonna have to go talk to somebody so who they gonna have to go talk to that nigga montrose you know Mm -hmm. you know they gotta go talk to his damn daddy daddy so in his daddy house you know ever since um he had that magnificent glorious uh experience of uh being hoisted above everybody on um, the dance floor at the uh ballroom it was so sweet living my best life right he's all he's like uh come in come on so he wakes up in the morning sammy in the house in there like he just got some good dick okay he cooking
1: come on like it's like them clean he's he's, clean
0: <laughs> it's like them clean eastwood movies after he fucked the woman and then they show in the morning she wearing like no bra but just his shirt and her panties <laughs> yeah but it's not even buttoned up so you can see all the cleavage and she just cooking like eggs and bacon and shit like she he was in the sammy was getting it okay i was like damn it must have been some good digging last night because like oh you you went to the stove for this dick you went to the stove to the whole motherfucking stove right Matros came in looking like Looking relieved and happy, mm-hmm. like, and so, and that was the first time you really seen him look truly happy, yes. Uh, and so, um, so we find out it's the first time that he let Sammy stay tonight. He was like, I thought I'd cook you some breakfast. He was like, Oh, you just trying to make a big production out of how uh I let you stay here tonight. And Sammy was like, Go and drop the needle on the record and, and shut up. Uh, which is funny because i really like their dynamic mm-hmm. because Montrose is a fucking curmudgeon and a grump and sammy is just the kind of person that can be with a grump where it's like oh nick just shut up and eat the coffee or whatever like yes drink. y'all y'all know y'all seen couples like that on right. both sides men and women right. the, well
1: one of them is like Rump, rump, rump. and the other one is like a like a right. joy
0: a light a beacon and they oh, just you. ignore the hell out of them and be like yeah. you go ahead I, I know you love me go ahead right like they compliment each other and mm-hmm. part of the compliment is I, i'm not listening to all this shit you talking about but uh yeah he, sammy's like "Go to drop the record on that neat uh the needle on that record over there and they start playing some old music and then uh Sammy's tells the story how he went to the store because he's like you you ain't got nothing but alcohol in all your cabinets so i went to get you some orange juice down at the store and i ran to this woman with a beautiful african scarf and i said where you get that from she said marshall field i said when they start letting color people up in marshall fields and um as he's telling his story you can see my charles's face completely change yep it's like if the only they should have put a sound effect of a closet door closing because he was like
1: uh, i'm going back in back
0: in fuck this shit." he was like uh you know that's my neighbor uh uh bernice and then sammy picked up what he was putting down to me like well she don't know she didn't see me come in and out of here she don't know blah 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 But the mood was ruined because Mm -hmm. Montrose is this man who's living this closeted life he don't want nobody to know he's gay he don't have to deal with the harassment from that and shit of course he's got a son he's had this marriage that uh he's been um you know that that he was in before so Montrose is basically like like
1: hate crimes and all that stuff so he's like "I, I
0: don't feel too comfortable right he decides I'm fucking up the whole mood and now he's just sitting at the table like what's this poke i don't eat no sw- you know i don't dine on the swine or whatever <laughs> he started to a muscle and shit come on like, you see you know a rat ain't nothing but a cross between a pig and a dog <laughs> and a but uh yeah it was but it was ridiculous because he just flipped on him for no reason and then he's like uh well you ain't had no beef sausage or something it's like nobody eats beef sausage for breakfast and he's like you ain't get no green eggs and ham huh <laughs> I was Like, oh uh, you just looking for an excuse to be mean yes you ain't get no turkey bacon oh right. they ain't even they don't got turkey bacon <laughs> they ain't got no fish teeth huh they ain't got no donkey hoes down there come on where you gonna put some unicorn horns in this coffee i mean you could have did fish and grits and sprinkle a little elf magic on it right he was like well uh what you gonna say i know what you're doing what you gonna say next the coffee too wet and he was like (laughs) too much sugar (laughs) oh and so like these niggas samuel's just cut through the bullshit like okay i started getting too close now you got to push me away you on some bullshit. Let me just get my shit and leave. And he's like, man, I'm not trying to do that, dude. What you trying to say? And I'm like, oh, he want to argue. It's like one of these motherfuckers that they want to have an argument so that they can have an excuse to, to for getting you out of there. Mm hmm. Pu-
1: I do, is just be like. You could
0: have just told me leave. I'd rather do that. I'd have more respect for you. Let me be mad at home and be like, this nigga be tripping. Don't, don't, don't try to gaslight me into thinking it's my fault. You know these grits was running. That's, that, that's the problem. Okay. You have a problem when it was running all over your back last night. Huh? What about that? Come on. When you had these chicks spread. So then, um, Sammy goes to leave. He gets into the hallway. Matros gets up from the table, grabs his arm, tries to pull him back. He's like, I'm sorry. Let's talk about this. And right then, right in the middle of the hallway is when Letty and Tick roll up. They see. This nigga in the hallway pulling on sammy and his
1: shirt was all them um, button i mean because he was relaxed
0: yeah yeah it was definitely just the wrong time like i thought they were gonna pan over it was gonna be bernice the, the neighbor they was talking about with the scar
1: mm-hmm. i thought that was
0: i was like oh so then bernice gonna see him and it's gonna be a whole thing that, that everyone know he's gay and uh no it was taking letty and, uh, that's when this show reminds you it's 1950s. Yeah, it did. Although, could happen today, you know, if it yes, Um, and, uh, Tick says, he's blown. Like, his whole face is like, cause, you know, uh, the, the hating ass nigga had told him his dad was gay, mm-hmm. and shit. So he's like, Tree? <laughs> yeah, tree. tree. Yeah, he's like, so it's true? You a F word? And I was like, ah. Oh. The homophobia hop right on out of tick. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know why that hurt so much because it did, didn't te- it? Technically, this man has shot nurses, innocent nurses, in the head at point blank range. I don't know why I was like, I, I don't know why homophobia. I was, was rooting for that man. Like, right. oh my gosh, you're supposed to be a feminist in the 1950s? Homophobia. I don't know why. I, I don't know why. You, you know what? I blame Karen. I blame bad TV writing. And I'm not saying this is bad writing. I'm saying all the other shows are bad TV writing because they want to avoid, the you know, the Twitter smoke and the the triggering conversations and shit. So instead what they do is they go, no, no, no. The hero of our story would never kill a woman in cold blood. The the hero of our story in 1950. Right. Like like
1: that time frame would never. And that's not realistic.
0: He would immediately look at his abusive dad and be like, Father. I want you to know I finally accept you and and love you and you don't need to be ashamed and hug them. It's like that's not what happens but Mm -hmm. it does happen on Sleepy Hollow or what you know (laughs) it happens on fucking True Blood with Bill Compton's the one nigga that don't own slaves but talk like that. Yes I was
1: so hurt. I was blind by the smediums. I blamed the smediums. I was like nigga you wear smediums.
0: How dare you? Right. That's the other part too because all the fashions in the 50s compared to now. It's like that 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 if you wore that now we'd be like that's a gay man. Okay, look at his shirt and his pants. It's the waist on it. It's like, he's like, I'm the manliest man. I get all the women in I this. I mean,
1: th- the nipples cut straight through the shirt, sir. Right. What are we
0: talking about here? I get all the women with these nipples. Y'all need to stop hating. Um, but yeah, so, um, he called him the F word and Montrose, in true black daddy acting, black fatherhood, gr- took his shirt all the way off and said, uh, I'm still your goddamn daddy and you will respect me. Get out of here! You get out, and don't you ever call me on my fucking nerve! You're like I was like, oh shit, and and it wasn't gonna be like that time he let him beat him up uh, at the That'd yeah. be a fight
1: this time, and also I think to an extent he was relieved, and I think the relief made him be bolder. If that makes sense, mm. because you know before he felt like it it wasn't worth the fight. Like you know mm. that's why he got he let him beat him up before
0: i think he knew he did something wrong when he killed that uh killed uh the woman in the um mm-hmm. in the house and he but i think this time it was disrespect yes it was a disrespect like i'll like i I will fight you you and considering my charles and the and the struggle that he's in and how much of his character seems built around the fact that he's had to live this life in the closet in the 1950s um uh, th- it seems like that he's always had to project and protect his, his version of manhood manhood yes and this is just specifically to this character I hope people don't extrapolate this shit to Mm-mm. like and that's how all gay men are like Mm-mm. that's not but for this character mm-hmm. that seems to be his particular struggle like you challenged and so, manhood yeah mm-hmm. and so a lot of it because his father beat him for being too soft he beat Tick for being too soft like it seems to be a big theme of if you come at me, I, I will hurt you. I will inflict violence because that is how we measure manliness and manhood. Correct. So, anyway, he, uh, Tick walks off, Letty stays there, and he's like, why y'all come here? And, um, downstairs, um, Tick, uh, uh, oh, wait, I'm sorry. Before Tick walks off, he asked, did his mama know yes, about, about, um, about him being about uh Montrose being gay, and he says, "Yeah, she did know." So
1: and I pieced it. I pieced that thing. I was like, "Okay, so him, George, and, and the wife was all in on it. Mm-hmm. They, they all um knew, mm-hmm. and you know, tick. I think tick is still lost. Like, I don't think he put that connection together. But eventually, that's going to be the next level. Where, yeah, he
0: don't know George's real daddy right, yet. Right?
1: Yeah, when he learned that out boy boy yeah he is going to be highly upset not only him when hippolyta finds out she's going to be highly upset oh, yeah. also mm-hmm. um because that's something that she didn't know because not trying, funny who knows he might have gotten her pregnant while he was married to hippolyta like like nobody know like nobody knows yeah, we don't know the all the details frame, of when it happened
0: right. um yeah we don't know i know mm-hmm. Hippolyta is, is child d is much younger than tig so Correct. we you know but we just don't know everything so then um uh oh okay so tick goes downstairs out back of the, of the um um apartment building letty comes back comes down there and says basically um because you know tick is just mad he down there kicking trash cans all <laughs> yes
1: he down there going <laughs>
0: mm-hmm, yeah he's kicking trash cans all homophobically and shit and then yes, uh letty came down and said that my said that Tick's mom had a cousin that survived the tulsa rise and now that cousin lives in st louis or something like that
1: letty was like look we didn't come up here for nothing i don't give you nothing i don't care about you being gay you gonna give us we didn't come up here for nothing
0: this is now like the third or fourth time letty's gotten information out of um out of uh montrose mm-hmm. that Tick couldn't get and i she think she has a way I, I don't even think it's just that she has a way i think Tick is so blocked off from all that abuse and that, yeah. that relationship is so volatile. They literally can't fucking talk to each other. Agreed. Every time they have more than like three minutes together in a scene, it ends with one of them being like, well, fuck you then. So, uh, so, I, and it's so funny. It always happens off camera. It's just like, <laughs> right? like, it's Tick gives up like, well, fuck you then, bitch. And then he walks off and then let they just cut pan over to Letty and then we come back and Letty's like, yeah, so it's in Boston.
1: You're like, what? <laughs> Like,
0: how are you doing this? Uh, it's like, you'll be amazed what happened if you don't call your daddy a bitch. I, like, if you <laughs> Come just, on. If you just sit there and listen to him, he'll tell you everything you need to know. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, he hated his son. He's like, I never helped your ass piece of shit and then he walks off and he's like now let it what you want to do is you want to make a left
1: <laughs> yeah on and i tell you
0: make a left on grove street now if you can see that rock you don't went too far okay you hear that dog barking mm-hmm. you make, make a u-turn right there now you call this number you need directions okay because i'm gonna be here all day for you okay now you're you going down this dirt road right here all right tick coming there uh, dad, you seen the, uh, you seen the milk? I ain't seen none in the fridge. Boy, you get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> get no motherfucking milk. You go milk a cow, you punk ass nigga. I'm like, alright, dad, alright, cool. Oh fuck you then, too, dad. Let it, let it be like, you need some milk. He like, I got the milk right here, girls. So I just keep it in this cabinet. Um, so yeah, they, <laughs> uh, she gets the information. It's St. Louis. Um, uh, so they tick, uh, tick is putting together, trying to, piece together like this complicated history with his father which is he beat me he was abusive to me and part of the reason he told me he was abusive to me is to keep me from being soft Mm -hmm. but now i'm like it's not even really about me Mm -hmm. it's 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 something about him and the thing it made me think of is well if you go a level deeper it's something about what his father did to him violence is cyclical like you like No one invents violence. Everyone has it happen to them and then pass it down. Yes, and that's something that
1: George was trying to get him to understand. He was like, I know you mad at your daddy, but your daddy hadn't always been like this. And things happen to cause people to change and become these things. And, you know, my prediction is eventually uh, Tick will understand. I think it's going to take a while, maybe even to next season. But I think that he's going to be more understanding at some period of time to the plight of his daddy
0: yeah so um then we get um they go to oh they go to uh, hippolyta's house and they see her getting in her car to leave in the woody and um he's like Tig like can we borrow the car now this is such a man thing to do just a It's just such a damn man this woman is in the car pulling out suitcase in the back and he really was like left turn he really was like let me borrow the car she was like nigga i'm in the car and he's like i know but like i got something really important to do and she's like it's my car and i got something really important to do and he's like what you gonna be doing she like nigga first i don't have to tell you what i'm gonna be doing you're not my boss but i'm going on a guidebook mission now we knew she was lying Mm -hmm. but it don't really matter because it ain't his fucking car come on so she was she's like i'm going on a guidebook mission he was like but uncle george just sent out a new print before he died and she was like nigga do you got mcdonald's money hmm and she went full black mama on him she's like did george put you in charge of the guy before he got killed by that sheriff you say shot him i peeped that you say because that wasn't no that wasn't no but the, before the sheriff shot him like i'm accepting your word that was uh because i don't believe y'all telling the truth mm-hmm. that's what you said happened so it's like oh shit, she know um and he was like come on let me get in this car she was like dude i look like one of your little friends because hmm? i'm not because i'm not one of your little friends you think i'm boo-boo the fool come mm. on i
1: wasn't born yesterday
0: mm-hmm <laughs> hit, him, hit him hit him with all them cliches i was born tonight but not last night she went to all the black mama cliches and come on she's like now back off the card she She, drove she off. was saying all the quotes to black mama monthly mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh then tick tells letty they can uh catch a bus to st louis if she runs against a bag they might make it in time and letty actually says uh now i'm gonna stay here and the reason she says that is because ruby is there to babysit d who is not coming on the trip with hippolyta so d is salty because once she want to come on a trip with a mom or two, her dad used to do this they have this ritual of like you know, she makes a comic book for her, for her dad and, and packs it and then he reads the comic while he's on the road. And so she didn't even do that for her mom. And so, so Ruby's there and her and Letty, like, you know, we know the last time they seen each other, they had a big falling out. She's now been staying at William's house slash Christina. Um, and like, even when Let- Ruby seen Letty and Tit come to the street, her face was like, no, like, and she like walked in the house while they were still begging for the ride mm-hmm. like she was just like fuck them
1: she was like these niggas and the thing is you know tick looked at Letty and was like you got business to take you know basically you got well business.
0: no first he said we we're going to st louis yes he did then Letty made this face like i think i should stay and he's like oh if you want to talk to your sister right you know like he picked up on it but in his mind he thought they were both going to st louis like, True, yeah he did um now what i thought was interesting here though ruby's attitude could be attributed to the fight they had mm-hmm. for sure right do you think it could also be attributed to christina telling her your family basically keeping you out the loop Mm-hmm. like they know about these the magic mm-hmm. they know about these pages Tick is doing something they, they up to something they not telling you nothing Mm-mm. and so i'm telling you everything i know and now ruby is no longer just this person that thinks uh oh i had a art we're having an argument what if she knows that letty knows the money came from christina you know what i'm saying so she knows her sisters be lying and like she already caught her in a couple other things but if but now like that would like she might still be clocking her like yeah you know what I mean? and the thing is with
1: ruby ruby i think eventually is going to be like the x factor or the wild card mm-hmm. because she can get the places that christina can't get because she's white and everybody knows who she is and they're not going to tear her shit so she' going to be able to pick up the shit that Christina has told her and pieced together what Ruby and M have told what um, Lady and Tick have told her Mm. and uh, my prediction is that in another adventure or two she gonna fuck around and go with them
0: okay you are leading the league today in predictions I see you okay yeah I just want you to know I see you over there you're getting you gonna get up as many shots as possible. Come on, so that you can get some Karen was right music. Mm-hmm. So you can revel in being right too. It feels good when you get one right, don't it? It
1: does too. And mm-hmm. It is also one of them things where what where, 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 where they say you don't get credit
0: for the shots you don't take. Yeah, you out here. You you out here, Steph Curry. Okay, you James Harden right now. I'm putting them all, put shooting all the threes. Right. Um. So. <laughs> so then. Um upstairs uh since letty decides to stay and takes contact to catch the bus to st louis um ruby go uh ruby's upstairs sitting on the fire escape with a on by the windowsill with some shades on Chocolate thighs just warming in the... Oh, the-
1: she was so gorgeous in that window. And the thing is, that woman got some long, gorgeous legs. I, I knew she was tall, but I didn't realize how tall she was till I seen him in the I was like, oh, you got leg legs, like you are tall.
0: I wonder if they gonna bring 1950s fashion back, cause these women are killing the fucking fashion game. But yeah her chocolate thighs are just warming over in the chocolate, in the Chicago sun, like two cinnamon rolls begging for a sugary coating, you know? <laughs> Just, just dripping everywhere. You just want to lick it all up. You know what I mean? And so then Letty comes up and asks her, where you been staying? And she dodges the question. It was like, how many days after I moved, did you start to care? And, um, that just reminded me of my girl S.A. Jenkins on Twitter when we had, when she was like, well, do we even know that, uh, Ruby moved out? I was like, after that fight, it's no fucking way she's staying in that house. Right. And we seen them other people move in. And, uh, turns out, Rod was right. Yep, Rod was right. Uh huh. Rod was right.
1: Uh-huh. Rod was, uh was, uh was, was, was right. Yep, Rod was right. Yep, Rod was right. Yep, yeah. right. What was that again? Oh yeah. Rod Rod was, was,
0: right. Right. was right. Rod was right. Was, <laughs> turns out I was right, Karen. Okay, if you couldn't get it from the song. Um she did move out. Um and then she was living with William for a while. Um and so uhm, at this point, i'm like christina's told her enough for her to at least know letty and tick be lying Mm -hmm. and letty does something unexpected which is she apologizes and she's like um all these times i spent thinking about how much i hated mama and i it never occurred to me that i basically could become mama i might not be a hustler but i tried to hustle you and i'm sorry and she doesn't necessarily flat out accept apologies I don't come by your moment but Ruby does say I never heard mama apologize in all her life so maybe y'all aren't exactly the same Mm -hmm. you can tell it got to it just a little bit Mm -hmm. which let me put the remix on it though what if this is her version of saying like we think that this means oh yeah she's kind of accepting this and getting over it and maybe it's like an olive branch what if she's really saying like Bitch, I know you still lying. Because if she knows about the books and the pages and and the and the house and the orary and all this shit, Ruby could be up in there lying, but you still you still be lying because you're telling me like you told me I should have told you about the money that mama sent me. I know mama didn't give you the money. Christina did. So it's really like how much did Christina tell her? because that, if christina if christina told her the full truth ruby could be stewing right now she could still be like fuck letty mm-hmm. you know like i'm gonna let it be cool because i need to infiltrate i need to mm-hmm. eavesdrop i need to be around y'all so i can watch what y'all up to but she might be over there like christina's spy because christina don't care how she get the information out of that house Mm-mm. so it just made me think about that because uh she played it real cool but not it wasn't no total like hug and make up um so then um ticker in st louis he eats with this old black woman miss oberta at her house mm-hmm. traditionally old black yeah
1: you know she go to the ame Zion around the baptist rock church
0: faith that is only in the town <laughs> yeah <laughs> she she you don't miss a sunday don't she she, she teaches on school right uh, and she's a woman that knew his cousin Ethel, so still not necessarily a direct tie to his mother, but this is the cousin that survived Tulsa as well, mm-hmm. and um, she, her, they, and and I thought they were trying to make a little bit of a hint towards uh, towards this, but. Uh, she brings up the idea of companionship as an older woman who's lost her husband and how her and Ethel both lost their husbands Mm -hmm. and then they kind of like moved in together and became good friends or whatever. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that's, it made me think about, I wonder if they're trying to like make that seed planet for him to be like, to forgive his father, quote, not that he should, uh, you know how I mean it, guys, quote unquote. Like his father didn't technically do anything wrong by being gay, but 1950s, blah, blah, blah. I wonder if it's like that seed of like look they your parents do they people they get older they still need to, they need companionship yeah I think he that, lost his wife technically right and yeah he's gay but why would he need to li- live his whole life as a non-sexual being for, for you
1: yes because you're yeah because you you've made this the center of your world because like i said people don't look at parents as people
0: Right, so it just made me wonder if maybe they dropped that little that little clue.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it's gonna be a change or a shift at some period of time.
0: Yeah, so then she offers to get uh you know an additional macaroni and cheese. Because old people love old bro, particular old black women love feeding you. could be mm-hmm. full. They be like, you gonna eat this? Uh, and she was like, um, I he was like, well, you know anything about a book of names? And she was like, only book I know about your family talked about. I just thought it was a photo book um and i and if it, if it was a book it probably burned up in the tulsa massacre but she does offer to go get a photo of cousin ethel for tick um you know and uh it was interesting because i mean i'm like this is probably the first man she'd have had in this house in a long time mm-hmm. you know wears medium shirts and all this come on um letty's playing spades with the kids because uh ruby said she was gonna invite some friends over to play games with d so that d wouldn't feel in such low spirits uh at you know dealing with her mom being on the road her father died right Mm -hmm. but i was like i hope this ain't them same friends from the fucking party like emmett till and them when they was playing the fucking ouija board like yo daddy dead nigga like like i hope it ain't them kids like she gotta make some new friends yeah she gotta make a set of new friends every time she around them kids something bad happens so uh but it was uh the kids came they played spades and letty played spades with them and letty was um letty was was they set they set them okay letty and d got 10 books and set them little kids and Letty was talking that shit and i was like boy teach a child okay train them up (laughs) <laughs> in the way they supposed to go <laughs> ain't that the way somebody overbid it like that's how you do it okay um and so she they whooped them kids ass mm-hmm. oh and then letty went to go check on and see if dinner is ready the uh, kids was asking right and of course uh ruby was like don't be asking me about no dinner i don't know how all black women that be cooking know that because they know everybody be hungry
1: they were like look if
0: you coming in here i know the question is is it ready and it ain't right and then, uh, Ru uh, Letty was like, you still didn't tell me where you been staying. She was like, on the north side. And Letty's like, with the white man? And I'm like, nigga, you the one. And like, it made, it was funny cause I was like, you the one moved in that neighborhood with all the white people. But then at the same time, like, Ruby was the one being like, don't move in here with the white people. Come on. So I would be like, what? What, like, what you doing? And she, of course, flipped it back on her and was like, um what about you i mean uh, you got a boyfriend that's not paying rent Atticus got to be the only nigga in town without a job mm-hmm. and i'm like this girl ruby will she judge every nigga by having a job okay right she
1: was like she was she was like them dick payments don't equal real money my
0: nigga. Mm-hmm. but i'm just saying like she she loves shitting on a black person for not having a job i'm like i know you on black twitter like she would be the <laughs> shit <laughs> on black twitter she, come on she she would be one of them with the high number of accounts she'll be a problematic fave on mm-hmm. black twitter mm-hmm. talking about anti-capitalism and you broke niggas at the yeah. same time she would be
1: one of them people everybody follow but they mute and they only unmute when some shit happens because they know she's gonna have something to say
0: right and uh she in in uh i guess 1950s black woman slang uh letty said uh tick be slanging that dick though because she was like Oh, he's a big help around the house, and then they both exchange a look like, "Oh, he be slanging that dick, he be hitting the bottom," and then Ruby, <laughs> Ruby asked about them not going to St. Louis. She's like, "Y'all was going to go to St. Louis. What happened with that?" And that's when I start being like, "I wonder if this is Ruby prying, 'cause Ruby know." they lying about shit still because she was like and this um, this music played a little bit in the background and she was like you know it's just uh letty goes oh it's just he got ahead of some family business she was like oh, okay some family business and then she dropped it but i think ruby noticed like that's still a lie you could have this is a moment you could have let me in on everything that's happening with all this magical shit and you didn't
1: yeah and and the more this happens i think the more offended and angrier she's going to get uh to she they may end up just telling her the truth and by the end she's going to be like i don't care anymore because i, I y'all not telling me something i don't know anymore
0: i really do think they might be setting ruby up as a villain i like i said i don't know for sure obviously i haven't read the book Da 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 da. but there's something about her story arc that feels very much like the even if she's not a villain like she'll be on the wrong side for a while because they are giving her reason and she's just ambitious enough and just bougie enough to kind of be like the nigga that's against you
1: you (laughs) know what I mean
0: like I'll get the power myself fuck y'all then you know so I don't know man um so then um she uh she
1: oh also mm -hmm. you know maybe not now but eventually um letty might piece it together that she's not answering her questions you know because she's asking letty questions and letty i mean letty's asking ruby questions and letty is realizing that she's not really quote-unquote straightforward but and neither
0: one her. of them are
1: and that's true too
0: they both so, doing so, that thing where they talking around each other and they notice it Right, so I'm.
1: Yeah, so I'm about to say Letty. Eventually, I think
0: is going to be suspicious because she, you know, she's like I asked
1: you, you're not ready. But here's the thing,
0: though, Karen, it's going to be harder for Letty to put it together. Uh, yeah, yeah, than yeah. It is for it, Ruby. Yes, she's gonna
1: put it together too late.
0: Yeah, Ruby knows. Yes, probably. Like, yes, they didn't show us what Christina told us, but Ruby knows some shit is up and that Letty and Tick are in it mm-hmm. and won't tell her. Correct. Um, and now the other question comes: this we might be at a point where they shouldn't tell her depending on who side she on come on because whatever christina's promised her might be some hey you should go ahead and backstab these niggas because i'm promising you blank and blank and your family don't even fucking know how the books work so mm-hmm. anyway um she then asked letty to try the sauce and the sauce apparently had garlic in it and upsets letty's stomach and she's like uh you all right basically and i don't know if this is some old wives tell shit but I guess maybe garlic upsets people that that are newly pregnant.
1: Your 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 uh senses heighten like all oh. of a, all of a, you're fine and all of a sudden something that you love can make your t- your stomach turn. All of a sudden certain smells, you know, could just mm-hmm. turn your stomach sideways, you know. So, yeah, she was like, mm-mm, no, mm-mm, because the thing is, you don't know what the baby going to like, what the baby not going to like, and a lot of, you know, unless you, and I just noticed from talking to other pregnant women, it yeah. was like, girl, I used to love me so such and such, but I, you better get that shit out of my face now.
0: What's interesting is that, uh, Ruby was, Ruby even was like, unless you pregnant or something, like, like, she yeah. kind of handed towards right, it. Right,
1: because I, because I know he been digging you down. hmm
0: i wonder she had a dream about fish last night you was dreaming about your ancestors come on she was dreaming about fish Mm -hmm. i had a dream about a fish fry girl so then that's when uh to get some some air some fresh air uh, and not throw up on everything letty leaves the room goes into hippolyta hippolyta's room and opens up a window to breathe and that's when she notices the orries in that room Mm -hmm. the thing they've been looking for and hippolyta just took it out their house and it's sitting in hippolytus house and so miss back to um to st louis miss Alberta shows tick the photo album of his cousin and uh tixie and then, and then she gets a phone call and then tixie sees that his cousin ethel or mom's cousin ethel has the same birthmark on her arm as he has on his back and he goes to a mirror mm-hmm. and unbuttons his shirt and looks at his back and that's when miss Ethel come back in with baby this the phone is for you I know she is like shirt off she looking like the fuck you doing in here right what? right like why are you sitting in here <laughs> with no fucking shirt on um
1: you said so, you need to tell me something Claire. right
0: she's like the phone is for you uh and he was looking like oh my bad or whatever and uh then he, he he answered the phone it's letty and letty tells him like hey um uh Hippolytus had the fucking orrery the whole time it's sitting in her room and I uh, in inside of the orrery which has now been opened we'll get to that it has coordinates of latitude and longitude uh and a uh empty place where a key was and she's like you know hippolyta must be on to everything that's going on she that's, that's why, why... a that
1: piece yeah she started piecing together that's why she had an attitude because mm-hmm. you know she's normally not like that like mm-hmm. that's why she had an attitude that because she know we've been lying to her um and you know like she could be in some danger you know because we understand like we don't know everything's gonna happen if we understand and we we know it's gonna be a risk you know she's walking in there not knowing the risk that she's taking by go- particularly even going alone too
0: and meanwhile um while she's saying all this ruby is in the doorway kind of eavesdropping mm-hmm. hearing Letty on the phone telling Tick this knowing like okay so now she knows the Ori is in there and she knows that hippolyta went to the thing which means does that mean christina knows
1: she knows now
0: like she gonna go tell christina mm-hmm. man Ooh, to see black people doing all this to each other in the name of power meanwhile in the background in the uh house in st louis miss Alberta is cleaning the table off you know making room for uh, that shirtless tick <laughs> come on <laughs> Like, I don't make this mac and cheese for just any old body. No, I
1: don't. I haven't had company in a long time. You too. know, I
0: made you some mac and cheese, and I'm going to need you to help me make some mac and cheese sounds no, no. up in here tonight, mm-mm, okay? Mm-mm, no. It's been a long time since Eustace was up in here. <laughs> but, uh, you know, a, li- I... a nice, strong, medium-wearing man like you. Come on. I need for somebody to blow the dust off of this. Okay, because I got some more. Ham hocks and, and other things <laughs> around here that need a little attention too. <laughs> okay. Uh but yeah, that's it for that storyline. Um <laughs> That would have been so funny if if, if she was have seen with that shirt off and been like, She would have hung up the phone. Girl, I'm gonna call you back. Quick.
1: <laughs> <Good angle.
0: laughs> Who was that? Nobody. It was nobody. Mm-hmm. No, no. You keep that shirt off, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, let me look at the birthmark a little closer. I don't know if this is. This might not be an exact match. Let me start, come over here and get a good look at that know, for you, boy. Not growling at him, but a cougar before she knew what a cougar was. Mm-hmm. We we'll get dark in here. <laughs> come on, uh Marcus. Uh, anyway, um, Hippolyta. Let's get to her story. Uh, she is sitting up in her room, studying the ory at the beginning of this episode and she is at her wits end oh she's so frustrated you can tell we like and it's like why is she now so focused on this ori we get a flashback to three days ago in artem when she and d had driven up to the ruins mm-hmm. of the braithwaite estate
1: yes they did
0: and scene that it was destroyed still yeah so it looks like Rod was right yep. Rod Rod right uh-huh. Rod Rod was, was, uh, was, was right what was that again oh, yeah. was right Rod, Rod, was, Rod right. was right that's right I was right when I said that mm-hmm. okay and uh y'all doubted me but I told you the story don't make no fucking sense that she drive up there and everything back to normal <laughs> she, <laughs> then she's just gonna go back home like I guess they was telling the truth she had to go up there and be like "D, some lying motherfuckers and so while she's at the brave White estate looking through some debris she sees the same symbol on the door that's on the orrery. Mm-hmm. and then uh d gets out of the car she's like mama i don't think we supposed to be here what does this have to do with pop's death
1: yeah because uh, you know it'd be one of them things where i think that uh uh her baby just picks up on shit like that too like she might not be aware or alert but she has some senses you know uh and that might be why she remember when i had the map she drew certain things you know probably because she got a feeling like hey don't go here don't go here don't do that you know so i got a feeling that you know she was she was like "Mm, just don't just don't feel right mama
0: Mm -hmm. um and so then um she's like uh get back in the car baby okay and she starts looking through the rubble and she files the ornithia blue comic that Dee drew for her daddy in episode one which means george was definitely here Mm-hmm. so at some period of time yeah. right so this story of the sheriff shooting him and them getting the sheriff back it just sounds like complete bullshit mm-hmm um so then she we get back to the normal time right not no longer three days ago and she's so pissed she shoves the orary on the floor because she just can't figure out how to fucking open this thing and get it to work and then she lays on the bed and she rubs her hand over George's empty side of the bed and she says i'm sorry i just can't figure it out but then with the orary laying on the ground like to on its side and her face being on his side somehow she realizes wait it's the angles of the planets like you gotta look at how they tilted on the axis while they orbiting the two suns and then is it axi anyway and then that will be how I can oh, like figure it out she of course does figure it out you know she's got these notes and all the stuff she's taking and uh, you know they've hinted towards it before with her naming a a star a star mm-hmm. before or, or a meteor mm-hmm. or comet yeah
1: so you but know she's very intelligent
0: we're beyond that now uh, hippolyta is like superhero intelligent like mm-hmm. she like this some mr fantastic tony stark level shit and it's on some like what if tony stark just happened to be born a black woman in a racist country in the 1950s who like maybe that potential ends up being a housewife you see what i'm saying like that is how racism and stuff interrupts and that is this episode to me is about hippolyta uninterrupted
1: yes yes it is and it's one of those things to where it was to to see her Figure that out after seeing her frustration because she was very frustrated, and it was like, oh, she piecing she piecing the shit together, and I, I I was rooting for her. I was like, let's go! Like, mm. I don't know how you gonna figure it out because I know I don't know how to figure that shit out, but uh, I'm glad that that you have the intelligence to uh, figure it out.
0: Yeah. Also, I mean, for the show purposes, uh, you can't have her not figure it out you know what i mean so i figured she was something was gonna happen with that ori um but i had no idea what was i didn't know it was gonna be like this so she uh opens up the ori gets a key inside of it and um inside of the the place where the key is there's a thing that's a description that says every beginning is in time every limit of extension in space and then there's some coordinates on the bottom of the dial that look like latitude and longitude um and i'm like okay so i guess we uh i guess we traveling okay this is like wherever you open up this um this 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 key like this this location is is gonna be where this whatever wherever the key goes to um so then hippolyta is going for that road trip that's when we already talked about it where Ru- where uh ruby's gonna babysit uh letty and tick come over we don't have to really repeat that you know uh and then um she ends up being getting in on the road she got a map with the coordinates on them and she's just vibing and they're playing like some french music and shit which uh i think uh comes up later i did not know the song so Mm-mm. um so uh maybe it was uh important but I, I wasn't able to look it up but um a black woman on a motorcycle pulls up next her out of nowhere yeah and it was definitely like you know this show uh like yeah uh, this show is heavy-handed okay it's it's is don't let it pet your bunny um and so <laughs> I immediately was like, who's that black woman? I know she must be somebody. Bessage. And, uh, it turns out that she was somebody. Um, her name, oh wait, hold on. I, I, I put it in my research. Uh, her name was Bessie. Uh, let me get, make sure I got the right name so we don't fuck it up. Um, it would help if I went to the right place to look at the names on my thing here oh and i did put it in the wrong part okay that's great um, <laughs> bessie stringfield that was her name Springfield. stringfield stringfield okay yeah um so apparently she was born in 1911 died 1993 really? uh she's uh from kingston jamaica she's the pioneer of jamaican american female motorists um come on through yeah um so yeah she um was the first jamaican american woman to ride across the united states solo and during during the world war ii she served as one of the few motorcycle dispatch riders for the united states military and so it's interesting they share this knowing glance because it's two black women on solo trips out into the unknown and this is such a big deal because when we first met hippolyta hippolyta she wanted to go with george on one of these runs and he basically said he no and then he called her on the road and said he'd take her on the next one after everything that experience at artem but it was it was just it just it just was kind of interesting to see like because this is a dangerous time and this is a black woman by herself on the road and that and this world is fraught with danger and we know it's even more dangerous than just the racism because of all the magic and stuff Mm -hmm. but there was a shared pioneering spirit that these women had when they rolled up on each other and waved it is y'all y'all. okay oh yeah they just you know they just get irritated sometimes it's it's fine Mm -hmm. um but yeah i just thought it was i thought it was um a cool and it was
1: a unique bond Mm -hmm. you know because like i said she literally popped up out of nowhere i was like what is happening here and it was like oh you on your way to going somewhere too girl me too
0: right um and so then she reaches in uh bessie stringfield drives down the road and then hippolyta reaches in her bag to get some lunch and turns out d did put one of the comic books in her lunch pale
1: mm-hmm. you know how kids is she mm. she she was hurt like you know because it was more of these way of protesting because daddy wasn't there because you know she loves going through that process with her father mm. so but she was like i'm not gonna let you go alone." you know you i'm still gonna give you something mama but you know i just don't have the energy to do it without daddy
0: well it makes me wonder if she just wanted to go with her i think she if did. um she was hurt and upset that um She was going somewhere by herself because you know she lost her father Mm -hmm. when he went on the road right has to be extremely traumatic for her mother to now be going on the road because what if something happens to my mama correct you know what i mean like so because she don't know what she don't know about this other shit either Mm -mm. um so i can see that too but yeah so then um she gets to mayfield uh i believe it's either kentucky or indiana matter of fact i should have looked that up because i know um they had said that there was a observatory um, um, let me see if it's Indiana or Kentucky, I don't know which one but uh, there was an observatory that they brought up in episode 5 in the lounge Uh, they were talking in Lancaster's office and this is when Ruby overheard it and it was basically like tell the local police in uh, Indiana or whatever that we're um, you know, we're happy that they're watching the uh the observatory
1: yeah kansas
0: kansas okay thank you kansas my bad she's like you know thank you for watching the observatory and um they're like okay we're gonna watch it for you or whatever and so we know that that's a important part of the lounge and we also know of the um i'm sorry of the cult thing mm-hmm. and we also know that um that same uh lodge is after the orrery. So that means they're, you know, they were gonna be the ones to try to get the key and then go to this observatory. They just didn't know where it was. They just didn't know where the key was. So,
1: oh, and uh, uh, not. I'm go back a little bit. The thing is with Hippolyta, uh, I think because of her, because she seeks knowledge like that. And the way the Ori almost, it didn't sing to her, but it was like, it, 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 it brought her in that room. So it was something in it that was drawing, drawing her to it. Like, oh, I know you're going to be able to figure me out. Like it was just something in it that had a connection with her spirit to where she was like, oh, I got, it was like she couldn't leave it there. Like that feeling was so heavy that she was like, I, I have to take this with
0: me. But yeah, you make, that's an excellent point, Karen. Um, so then, um, she gets into this, this, this observatory and she, uh, goes inside and it's abandoned. Even though we know the cops are supposed to be keeping an eye on it for quote unquote vandals. Um, and this shit is <clears> that literally out in the middle of nowhere. She puts a key into the machine and this apparatus starts like it's gonna turn on and is a weird looking apparatus, but this is when I really really started loving this episode cuz up until this point it was straight but nothing you know it like nothing really like trippy had happened in my opinion but this fucking machine looked like something from what the 1950s thought was sci-fi yes you know it's like a bunch of lights and moving parts and and, and circles and fucking Ooh, you know
1: what it reminds me of and it's kind of not the same but it
0: reminds me of what's the old movie
1: where uh, Frankenstein where the scientists would be down there just twirling and pressing buttons and he would do the chains, and Frankenstein would go up in the air and you would see him touching you know because there's different versions of that so that's what it reminded me of like a room full of computers trying to figure out how to get this thing to come alive
0: it's like the first time you watch uh the it's like if you try to watch the first and my first, you know, is, is like the fourth. It's, uh, Star Wars A New Hope. Let's just go with that. It's like when you try to watch Star Wars A New Hope today. Yeah. And you look at Darth Vader's suit with the buttons and shit and you're like, that is the- clearly is this? not from, uh, the future. Like no! that is, that is not from a spacefaring society that will put a telephone on a man's chest. That's Mm-mm. a rotary phone would never be on a man's <laughs> chest. But back in the day, that's what that meant. It was boop, 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 bleep, bleep. Oh, this motherfucker right here from the future, right? Mm -hmm. So it looked like that type of 1950s sci-fi stuff. But like I said, I love that stylistic choice. So she goes into there, she puts the key in, it doesn't, it it revs up, but it don't really work. It's like, oh, it don't work. And so then she sees there's three clocks that are next to the glowing rings and she's like, she just go gets her notebook and goes a full beautiful mind on this shit like you can see the numbers in the air it like that Issa ray gif on twitter where she calculating shit like you can just see the numbers floating through the air all these mm-hmm. equations and stuff she was putting together they was glowing it looked like uh black twitter trying to figure out where sean can't put that money it was so <laughs> like, ah, ah. like mm-hmm, let me see Mm-hmm. carry the one this nigga ain't filed on taxes um <laughs> so then (laughs) so then uh she uh she's like Like
1: mr fantastic i think yeah that's the smart one hold on Mm -hmm. yes like mr fantastic okay i was about to say did i fuck his name up
0: yeah, mass, rotation, velocity, and radius—the length of time it takes for each planet to travel around two suns—and all this stuff she was figuring out at four forty-five, four forty-six, and all this shit. And then she starts operating the machine, putting all these buttons and all this stuff. And the machine finally starts to warm up and turn on. And that's when you hear some people coming in, and it's the goddamn cops.
1: It's the police.
0: Now this is funny because this woman is brilliant. Mm-hmm. This is one of the smartest. This is the smartest person on the show by far. This this woman heard the cops come in and hid behind the machine and i'm like got like, scared. like a kid playing hide in she yes, like, is like th- they were obviously gonna find her like yes. it, it ain't really got nothing to do with her being black i'm saying she's so smart she you would think she would have found like a better hiding place Mm-mm. she was just like i'm gonna just move real still and they won't be able to see <laughs> me it's like no no they immediately maybe i'll her. blend into the background right they immediately caught her they're like ma'am Ma'am. ma'am, all we did was go around the table, ma'am. Right, ma'am. And you know how they always gotta disrespect our grown-ups and call them kids. So it's like, gal, what are you doing in here, huh? And, and then uh, they're like, uh, and how'd you turn this machine on? Um, and when they were coming in, you know they were henchmen because one of them was like, Captain Leg has to thank y'all for keeping an eye on this observatory. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they 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 part of that that that, 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 that lodge cult shit
1: yeah they probably keep them on rotation and she probably happened to show up at a time where they were change changing shifts or they went into town or
0: to eat or something and so then the cops start questioning her and they 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 hear somebody coming in they're like you hear that larry is it you and it's not larry <clears throat> it's tick mm-hmm. and tick comes in the door motherfuck the police he is punching <laughs> cops <laughs> this man everybody get these hands 1950s man came in there punching cops in the motherfucking face to save his aunt okay i'm gonna get to her all right shout out to the violence and the abuse he experienced as a child because it led him to be not uh these we are not his ancestors hands okay Mm -mm, mm -mm. because this man came in and was like i'm punching everybody cops is getting it too not explaining shit Mm, for what so he punched them cops and then hippolyta wrestled with a cop And the cop accidentally shot the fucking expensive ass machine they supposed to be guarding right defeating the whole purpose yeah tick came in and turned down for what right and then she hit she hit he hit her with the butt of his gun after he shot the machine and knocked her onto the machine and then tick starts fighting the other cop and then he knocks the gun out of the the cop's hand that has a gun hippolyta picks the gun up aims at the cops meanwhile like, oh lord she's she gonna shoot the wrong person meanwhile a fucking portal opens up in the back but the portal probably because of the gunshot is not steady Mm-mm. so like the portal is literally like every two seconds flashing a different location just right poof, poof, and everybody poof, looking poof. like the hell is happening here right i do love that in the middle of the fight everyone took a second to be like the
1: fuck yes the, <laughs> what is happening the, the the room is the the
0: wallpaper keep changing every two seconds i don't understand so then uh tick knocks one of the cops out and throws his ass in the portal (laughs) and hippolyta like i don't know where you're going but you got to get the hell up out of here and hippolyta shoots the other cop killing him and he falls down and then uh tick takes the gun from her and you know after she because she's like you know hippolyta caught a body i'm like these ancestors this is what i'm talking about okay uh she caught a body they just killing cops now we throwing them in portals we doing we we do it big over here
1: and I was thinking okay now he's gonna have to have a fucking conversation with her like he he's gonna have to fully bring her in cause not so fast Karen but that's what I was thinking at the time
0: mm-hmm, because before they can have a conversation what happens
1: all of a sudden you look and she starts lifting off her feet and and, and you know what Um, I'm gonna go back a little bit before I say this when she was in there with that machine but like i said because i watched so much shit at that period of time i was like she gonna fuck around and she gonna open up something like at that period of time i was like it, it's more to this i didn't know what's gonna happen i and i thought that 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 maybe that that uh porter would have happened with her and about herself or some shit like that but yeah uh they was uh looking at each other almost relieved and all of a sudden the wallpaper was like you know what come on in here with me and she floated off her feet and was like "Poof!" I was like oh
0: It sucked her in and then briefly right after that we see Tick lunge after her to try to grab her Mm -hmm. but because this thing is changing location so fast there's no way he could know where she went or know to follow her and so she arrives in the infinity of space by herself Mm -hmm. just this vast openness of space and her just in the middle of it in the stars and it it was beautiful um Mm -hmm. and uh she ends up arriving on a foreign planet all alone Mm -hmm. nothing but a weird shaped tower in the background Mm. they gave some coordinates i guess it's somewhere in space apparently now see this is what's interesting um the coordinates were these big ass long numbers and uh i think it wasn't just a coordinates in space it part of it was time and part of it was a location
1: okay okay um, okay that makes sense
0: so uh because i don't think it was as cut and dry as uh she just you know time traveled or just location travel it was it was it was bigger than that um and so we'll get to more of that but uh there's nothing but this weird shaped tower in the background and a barren desert of dirt and crystals it looked like a foreign planet like it didn't look Mm -hmm. like anything on earth Mm -mm. and two giant glowing humanoid type beings roll up on her in full like like armor it looked like almost like like sentinels from the x-men
1: yes that's what i was thinking
0: yeah so they roll up on her a flash of white goes out and then she wakes up naked in a futuristic room laying on a table nipples harder than the match you use to figure out where the portals
1: I was cold where the portals
0: go um if you're on this show you get naked okay all right and i want to see, uh, see everybody naked so let's go you know what i mean but if you on this show you, i hope you didn't come with no proclivities about you know uh getting to, with your body because you going you showing it all okay and i wants to see it Uh, but nah, it's an all white room with funky architecture. It's like space. Shit is glowing in the, like, you know, like it's just the future. Like the whole room could have said the future. (laughs) And that's why I say this is more about a vibe because it was like, there's books and stuff around it. Uh, but Afrofuturism is this big wave. Um, it's existed before, but you know, it's starting to get more and more, gain more popularity and stuff. And, like i think when people think of sci-fi or or whatever like they think like and everything has to be like functional and i'm like nah like a lot of stuff is just cool mm-hmm. you know when you look at these like afro-futuristic uh like some of the um some like they have festivals around the idea of Afrofuturism, mm-hmm. and you look at the people's funky hairstyles and their yes. fashions and all this stuff just wherever your mind can take you you can do it right Mm -hmm. and so you know uh it was some of this stuff I think was just stylistic but it was cool as shit it just looked cool um so yeah she wakes up uh you know naked or whatever and um she uh looks around and she's trying to figure out where she's at she looks on her wrist her wrist have these purple glowing things Mm -hmm. right by the like someone did surgery on her wrist like like they are inserted into her fucking skin
1: yes almost like it was pumping through her veins
0: yes that's what it looked like and she finds a flight suit puts it on and i'm like oh man but she puts on some clothes (laughs) uh, as one does
1: yes and the thing about it is that i was like her body is a regular ass woman and i'm not trying to be funny Mm -hmm. when i said it's like she wasn't quote, unquote, the standard of fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was one of those things like, oh, yeah, this is how a normal woman would actually
0: look. Well, you know, speak for yourself. Um, but I, mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm talking
1: about like Hollywood fine. I'm, where everybody I'm, just,
0: goes, I'm, I'm just joking, Karen. We all know what it was. Here's the thing, Karen. This yes. is what it is. One, she's an actress, so she's still, you know, like on the earth, you know, top percentage or whatever, right? Yes. But what it is is that you don't get to see a 51-year-old woman naked. Mm-mm. you just we don't put that on tv we decide right. women are no longer fuckable their bodies are no longer whatever in hollywood at the say 27 or whatever it's All like right. it's like well why would anyone want to have sex with that you know so i like, think like women that age just die off and they are right. not attractive anymore and we're not watching a woman that appears to have a whole body lot, lot a lot of body like oh she needs to have 12 surgeries just so you know, she could look like, you know, put together or whatever, like, she just looked like a woman who, she's like a 51-year-old, fine-ass black woman, mm-hmm. and for, it's, it's weird, but in these moments, that's revolutionary considering how much we put that down, and how much right. that is, like, just being a regular 51-year-old woman of any type is already seen as, like, ew, um, but we just never seen that before, that's mm-hmm. all it was, um, so um and and like i said you know i didn't i didn't see that coming and it Mm -hmm. wasn't really supposed to be like it wasn't anything sexual about it like to be like i make these jokes on the show but obviously you know um it wasn't anything like this wasn't like a sex scene this is just like this is a 51 year old naked woman okay Mm -hmm. um and so yeah it was it was uh she now there's some stuff that happens later when she gets sexy but i'm just saying so Mm -hmm. so then um uh she um um she comes to she's looking around this thing she's trying to figure out what's going on and she hits an invisible force field when she's walking around the room um uh, which this is why i was like the last time we ran into an invisible force field it was magical mm-hmm. this time it's science yes it's space science which might as well be fucking magic to our brains yeah come on we don't know how this shit works Mm-mm. and that's when the eight foot tall woman wearing yes wearing the same spacesuit from earlier but this time her head is out of the suit and she got a big ass fro and she look like garnet from steven universe come on like her fro it she had a soul train fro come on ah. crystal gems that's what i thought right. I was gonna hear
1: <laughs> and Where's Steven. Pearl?
0: uh i was like uh i, I was i honestly uh I, I i was like is this a planet of solange aliens okay the solange do the fashions for these aliens because they felt very solange okay mm-hmm. and i was here for it like the the hell i was like oh we going all in let's go right so i was like what kind of uh alien is this um and um what is going on in the future because you know hippolytus from 1950 and this woman had the natural that went all the way around her head like a helmet like a like an afro helmet and um she's like um uh and then i had to look up in the um cast list character list when i was looking up info for the show because i don't think they ever say her name Mm -mm. um but the character's name is Serafina or beyond Beyonce. And say is C, comma, EST, like the French word, like say la vie. Hmm. So it's Beyonce. But say la vie means, uh, it is what it is. And hmm. say means it is. So beyond what is, I guess, maybe, hmm. or beyond, uh, beyond I, something like that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, she's like hippolyta's like i got questions okay where am i what are these things in my arm Ask now the questions which makes you know sense. who are you what are you and the the the, uh, the seraphina just goes i am and she goes uh you can't keep me here it's like you're not in the prison
1: yeah you you ain't in the prison
0: but then she closes the door and leaves
1: <laughs> she look like you ain't locked up i hope you know this
0: but the, but she can't open the door Mm-mm so she starts banging on the doors you know like i still got more questions you know what you doing with your hair it, do y'all got <laughs> how you keep it so moist y'all got hawaiian silky technology come on you got a, a is that a shea butter teleportation ray that's what is this will my hair just be like yours I, i'll never have to moisturize it again i right. got to know your secrets come on you can't just do me like this um and so then uh uh seraphina leaves the door closed behind her hippolyta can't open it she bangs on the door till her hands and wrists start bleeding mm-hmm. um and then she lays on the ground for a time and there's like the purple stuff coming out of her wrist for a second and then she starts asking all these questions and and it's all just like you know beautiful mind she just you know is this a ship uh we are on another planet the gravity feels a little lighter but not mars light and but,
1: and i i and it's one of those things where You you kind of see this all the time, but it's it it was beautiful to see a black woman sit in the room, confused, and ask all these scientific questions. That you see white people get abducted, trapped in the room, and they do this too. They sitting there and they're walking around, they're trying to figure shit out. Like I've never seen anything where we're actually locked in the room, particularly even even a black woman locked in the room. And particularly asking like these same questions trying to figure it out having her mind tick being challenged
0: uh to me i, I mean i've seen that before um every time i watch love and hip-hop and stevie j uh cheat on mimi she'd be in the room confused asking a whole lot of questions but she's trying not, to get scientific she, she, you no, know no, so no, no, we've so we no, seen this a lot no she no she
1: she's she's not this is not the same she's not on another planet universe solar system mm,
0: disagree she be on another universe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you never watched love hip-hop so you don't know i have okay well i'm just saying uh but nah it was cool to see like a black woman a brilliant black woman what? putting it together um and so yeah she is like putting it together She like you know uh the gravity feels different i'm on a ship and I'm on another planet um she was like what would my dad say we know that she talks to her father still and he's the one that put her um on the path to um I always encouraging her no matter what
1: she no matter what she does he's always in the background like you got it girl
0: yeah she said gustav me warned of gravity ships in the future I had to go look up him. He's like a German uh fucking theoretical physicist. Mm. I couldn't even understand the shit on his wiki page that's how smart he was. <laughs> they named like a crater on the moon after this nigga. Uh she figures out the ship has plates that work on some sort of like 64 number setting type thing. Like it's just all shit I'm too smart to know. And I mean I'm not smart Nothing enough to know. And so meanwhile the numbers at the bottom of the screen are passing and that's when it's like, oh, this isn't just location, it's time. Mm-hmm. So it's like she's been stuck in here for a certain amount of time. She starts figuring shit out and she eventually figures out she can remove the panels on some things and she removes the panel by the door, unplugs some wires, opening the door, but then fucking Garnet comes back <laughs> yes! and shoots up with an invisible force gauntlet, sending Hippolyta spiraling to the floor all the way across the room and then i'm
1: glad she was in a a, a crystal gym she might have split she right?
0: <laughs> cracked her gym and then she grabs she grabs a weapon hippolyta grabs a weapon to like charge her and then uh, uh seraphina uses her gauntlet to then hold her in place with an invisible force field and she's like um hippolyta's like let me go and the woman's like you are not in the prison where do you want to be name yourself and Hippolyta at this point has been in there so long by herself. She goes she's just been driven crazy. And she just starts laughing, like, name like what the fuck are you talking about? And she is like, um, name yourself. Name yourself. Who are you? Name yourself, name yourself over and over. And then Hippolyta gets so frustrated, she just goes, I wanna be dancing on stage at Paris with Josephine Baker. And then suddenly she's traveling through space. And she pops up in a chorus line as a backup dancer for Josephine Baker. And she was not ready. And she is all out of sync and dancing badly. Making everybody around her mad. They're like, bitch, get on step. Right. Now, here's what's interesting. That used to be a common thing in chorus line. It's actually like part of a show. Mm. Like, what you do is you have one girl who looks out of sync like she can't dance she's terrible she's uncoordinated and then later when they bring the chorus line out for an encore or another number she's not just dancing in sync with everybody cause you know the audience has noticed that this nigga can't dance uh she then becomes the best dancer mm. and that's actually how Josephine Baker got her start wow right in real life mm. so it was kind of like a wink wink nudge nudge to the audience like oh look at this trope play out and Hippolyte is the one but it, instead of it being fake it really became like kind of her story like she didn't become Josephine Baker but she really it really was like and then she got better you know but yeah she's really out of sync but and then half of it's cause she's awestruck cause yes. she's like what is happening I can't believe this is happening and when they it like ladies and gentlemen Josephine Baker and when she comes out um like Hippolyte is more of a fan than a dancer.
1: Yes, and it was hilarious. Everybody else is like holding their pose and like, let's go. And Hippolyte, like, me looking at Beyonce, oh my gosh,
0: it's Beyonce. Beyonce, she looked like, um, me trying to do them tiktok dances like that's come on uh and then josephine was out there twerking and shit she was basically josephine the stallion like come on she was out there (laughs) josephine b Josie b she was out there uh just uh, that was the only thing the audience that they could have changed about this episode because they went with stylistic choices for the for some of the music but i feel like they missed a chance to play like WAP right here okay like this could have been You know what i mean like this could have been another hip-hop moment like josephine baker but new with current music underneath it
1: yeah and it's also one of those things where for hippolyta you know she didn't expect to be on stage so the whole transition was like what's what's happening like what's going on and shit like that
0: so then um she dances terribly and then she fucks up the last part of the number because everybody uh takes off their tops to show their titties and which is also funny to me because i'm just like man before porn this is this was their porn this was their stripping yes it was those men had to hold those memories in their mind go home and jack off um but then um she doesn't take her top off everybody else does and then when they get backstage the french dancers are like stupid americans and oh that was hot yeah just enough american girls coming here and all this shit they just freaking the fuck out on her and then uh josephine baker comes up to her and is like nice to her she's like this isn't america you gotta loosen up and then she shows let me show you the dance number one more time but you can't be out there bullshitting tomorrow and then she's like okay you know she shows her and then she goes into her her um Uh, quarters for dressing room and closes the door and, uh, Hippolyta was so in a trance, it's like she thought she was going in there too. (laughs) No ma'am. Uh, but we cut back to a montage and we see Hippolyta got the fucking, uh, Cleopatra, Patty LaBelle wig. Come on. She, uh, all you need to, what is that, uh, the Moulin Rouge? That's all you need to play. That's what they played. That's what they played. They played the Moulin Rouge and then there's a montage there's a montage to the moulin rouge and they show her dancing and now all the all the backup dancers like yeah girl get it um and then we see her uh josephine baker making out with a woman because the thing that um the thing is that josephine baker in addition to being this uh black woman who uh found more like many entertainers found way, way more freedom in france than america Mm -hmm. because of the Mm -hmm. racism correct um but in addition to that she was bisexual uh at least that's the you know that's uh what what people say and so there was more of a atmosphere where she could be freer there Mm -hmm. um and so we see her like making out with a woman a couple times um and uh well, i think hippolyta did a bump of cocaine at one point she did um she was having a good time mm-hmm. uh frida kahlo was there who's this artist um that many people know is the artist with the the real strong unibrow uh feminist icon um and she gave a toast nights like this, uh she what did she say? no she said um what she said oh here's to the girls like us who know when to create and when to destroy? Salute, and then everybody was toasting. And it's a very like queer experience in the back. Like the, the like the men look like they were queer, like they were gay. The the women look like you know the women was hooking up with each other, all this stuff. It it just seemed like a more freer sexually and obviously drugs and fun and shit too atmosphere than anything Hippolyta had experienced in America
1: yes and you could tell that she was freer like like you could tell she was like oh okay like i don't have to be because initially she was very uptight intense like i don't belong here what is happening here i very prudish
0: mm-hmm. um and so and you don't have to worry about the judgment and it, you didn't have to worry about some white people coming in ruining shit Mm-mm. um so it was just cool man and so they were having such a good time back there and um josephine comes over and asks for uh, a light for a cigarette and hippolyta hands her a candle to light it and then hippolyta notices like something's off like you look you look like something's wrong tonight and she was like uh josephine baker's like nights like this i burn so bright i feel like a star and Hippolyta's like you are a star and she's like no Sherry not like a movie star anyone could be that me I feel like the stars in the black of space magnificent ancient and already extinguished I was like god damn and she's like most of the girls never notice when I get like this you know just wouldn't where to look you found that same thing yourself haven't you and Hippolyta and so what I think she's saying is like that the she's she's feeling melancholy right now and it's that thing where um she's feeling like you know tired like my time's already expired like I'm old and all this shit and um Hippolyta's like uh, being here in France only shines a light on that old dead feeling and uh, Josephine's like they don't call it the city of lights for nothing um and uh she's go um hippolyta goes now that i'm tasting it freedom like i've never known before i see what i was robbed of back there all those years i thought i had everything i ever wanted only to come here and discover all that i ever was was exactly the kind the exact kind of negro white folks wanted me to be i feel like they just found a smart way to lynch me without me noticing the news
1: yeah and that was very deep and I might be going deeper with this comment, but the way her and Josephine looked at each other, it wouldn't have surprised me if they had slept together at some period of time while she was there.
0: Yeah, it did feel like a lot of the montage, like, they never fully went there, and Mm -hmm. I do think this is a show that typically does go there. I don't think they do a whole lot of, we just gonna beat around the bush. I think if I really do feel like if she was sleeping with women and stuff, they might have even just shown her in bed in that montage a couple times, because I don't think the show was afraid of that. Mm -mm. But, um it was something about the intimacy because there was like not just with josephine but there were other women where she like touched a woman's cheek when she would walk up to her there was a man who like i said he looked like he probably was gay who was the bartender but then she like leaned in and kind of like flirtatiously looked at him and stuff it just felt like she was more open and free and not judged you know what i mean and and safe and felt safe like 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 I don't know like I like I wasn't picking up like it felt like she was giving out sex appeal but it wasn't necessarily sex if you know what I'm saying okay it
1: it was more like for the first time I am free like yeah. I, I am able to to walk around and just soak up the atmosphere I'm able to walk around and literally do what I want to unchallenged and not have to consider other people or other things yeah
0: it did cause it didn't seem cause we I mean we know that uh, we saw Josephine making out with women and shit but I really do think if it was just that simple they would have put it in there cause I don't think it was necessarily a sexual thing that she wanted out of that situation and it felt like she went there to be free yeah. and whatever that freedom entailed um, the same way like yeah I just yeah so I didn't but not saying you're wrong or anything cause it could have really been that and I just didn't pick it up but it just felt like I'm free
1: yeah and also you could tell that you was like oh she's literally getting in quote-unquote touch with herself like mm. going okay this is the real me like because Hippolyta's no cocaine is not the Hippolyta before Hippolyta moving around and dancing and you know her outfits is not like she's be, quote-unquote became a completely different person but her uh, uh her bars at the end was like i realized something like this shit right here was stolen from me like i could have been so much more
0: yeah it's almost that thing where you see your potential and you go fuck this is what i was not allowed to have like i almost was better off not experiencing this and every moment i experienced this makes me look back at my old self like what the fuck you know and why um and then josephine goes doesn't it just make you angry and then she goes furious sometimes i just I wanna kill white folks. And it's not just them, I hate me. Hate me for letting them make me feel small. And I hate, and then uh, Josephine goes, who else do you hate? So, uh, and then she didn't finish that. And she said, so Miss Hippolyta, what are you gonna do with all that anger? And then soon she goes, I am Hippolyta! And then she's transported out of there to Africa
1: yes and that right there this whole episode (laughs) had me I was over there in my own little world almost in like tears at Mm -hmm. certain times just to see um it's almost like Hippolyta was speaking to a lot of black little girls and black adults Mm -hmm. you know and just saying like hey shit got stole from me like I had all these ambitions, I had all these dreams, I had all these things that I wanted to do, all of a sudden, sexism stepped in, racism stepped in, all of a sudden, you know, I turned into a wife I never wanted to turn into, I turned into a mother I never dreamed about or may not even want to turn into, Mm -hmm. you know, like, all these things were ripped out of my hands, and I'm upset at myself for allowing these things to be taken away from me, um, and a lot of for a lot of women it's like it is slowly stolen from you. it is slowly ripped away. you know it's like one of those things where you look up and you're like, "Oh my gosh, how did I end up here?" You know when you're you know eighteen nineteen and forty those are that's a lot of years to pass, and a lot of shit can change during that period of time, good, bad, and indifferent and it's one of those things where for the first time ever she got to literally reflect on her life and her choices and her decisions Mm -hmm. and that's something that women rarely get to do you know uh men are allowed to be free they're allowed to go do these things and not tie down the family they're not tied down the children at least at least the ones that choose to stay do because they want to not because they are obligated to because society tells men you can just go away and be free and do whatever the fuck you want to but women have this added pressure of being a mother being up uh, being a wife being uh, being everything to everybody and me myself and i i don't fucking matter everybody comes first but me and so i think this was one of the first times in her life where she was like oh no 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 i can put me first i can go so fuck them kids fuck that man I could put me first and oh my gosh this is what my life would be if I literally centered it around myself but for women it's considered selfish to put your life first it's considered selfish to not want to be married not want to attach yourself to a man not want to not do these things you know uh, to, to become doctor you know because back then to become a doctor a lawyer or astronaut a scientist was frowned upon because all of a sudden it's like it you, wasn't
0: it wasn't frowned upon. You couldn't do it. Yeah. You literally, A woman could not do those things.
1: Right. You literally couldn't do it no matter if you were qualified for it or not. You weren't accepted to the schools. You just, no. So her thing was like, oh my gosh, for the first time ever, I'm realizing that these things were stolen from me and I didn't realize it. And then I did, you know, it's one of those things where I allowed it to, like, I'm mad at me for allowing it to happen to me and not retaking control of my life like I should have many years ago
0: yeah like it was stolen from me but i was in on the heist too Mm -hmm. like i helped them steal the shit from me and i feel complicit um and i think that's where part of the anger comes from Mm -hmm. um and then you know dealing with racism and sexism in america like uh the, the thing i keep coming back to is just how many fucking brilliant minds were just wasted because of american racism and sexism because people put these limits on people um so in this in this new vision where she she or new planet reality wherever she goes to um she is now fighting as a warrior she's getting trained um and um she uh is yelling you know ah, i and it's like ah so when she shows up she's got this warrior garb on she's got a fucking sword in her hand and uh this woman named Nawi who is training her how to fight is like all that screaming will not save you you're not making a baby you're in a fucking fight Hippolyta swings on her and she catches the hands okay she is not ready for mm-hmm. the smoke I was like she got a bright mind but I was like oh she don't know how to fight so and then Nawi gives a speech uh it says you are here because you did not believe them your whole life they said that you were free and when they said that you were free they meant you were free to cook their food free to raise their children um free to work for them they even lied to you and told you you were free to run the world but it's still their world you are here because you knew they that all they offered was the freedom that a well-kept slave could ask for now I cannot tell you what true freedom is. You have to go find that for yourself. But, and meanwhile, the whole time Hippolyta's on the ground, cause she didn't got an asshole, and then she like tried to get a sword to swing at her. She just like hit her ass again. So she's like, stay your ass on the ground, she's giving a speech. Um, she's like, uh, you had to go find that for yourself, but today you are still afraid to go looking. But what I, now we, uh, will do is strip away that fear one blow at a time. Now get the fuck up and raise your sword and i was like god damn this speech come on i'm ready to go fucking tackle somebody like ray lewis right and and, and, and
1: it's amazing because you know do, doing doing this time too is one of those things where like i said before these speeches were were it was speaking to everybody but i know particularly me being as a black woman is one of those things where it was like yeah it's a challenge you know um that's that's that trap you know they they they, they make you think that this is what you want in life but this may not be your true freedom and you know i don't know what your true freedom is you know and it's one of those things to where i was like oh she getting ready to learn how to fight and not and it's more of a of, of a fight like have a fighting quote-unquote spirit you know being able to not back down being able to take a punch take a flow and get back up you know which black women have to do all the time but it's one of those things where you know but when you get back up do you have the proper weapons to actually attack and truly defeat the thing that you're trying to overcome and it takes a lot of uh uh of uh, getting hurt it takes a lot of pain it takes a lot of blood you know and everybody isn't willing to do that to get to the other side
0: yeah well she also asked like i mean because she had, remember she said she wanted to kill white people mm-hmm. and then she went to this world uh as her next wish so it made me think like she was gonna live out that fantasy of killing these white people but everything in that speech that was said could apply to men yes like there wasn't anything in that speech specifically for white people like you could also be like and that's how men treat women as well i expect you to raise these kids i you're still gonna be my slave essentially um and i'm gonna call that freedom you know so it felt very much like that intersection of oppression. It wasn't just to one specific thing, but mm-hmm. um she so she gives that speech, um, and then we get a training montage. Everything except Rocky playing and it's just yes it is her fighting these battles and training against nawi and now just whooping her ass in every kind of way and then she eventually gets a little bit better a little bit better and then finally one time she defeats nawi in battle of course she doesn't kill her it's Mm -hmm. just training Mm -hmm. and then nawi gives her the nod of like you pass the class and then she goes to the matriarch of the uh uh, of 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 the group and it's all women it's all women in this uh and, and so oh so i looked up the name nawi because once again this show uh (laughs) Mm -hmm. and uh it appears to be you're not gonna believe this karen i hope you're sitting down it appears to be related to some actual real history oh uh apparently there was um there was a group of women called the dahomey amazons and they were all female military regiment uh of the kingdom of dahomey I hope I'm saying that right in the present day Republic of Benin is what they uh it lasted until 1904 and the last living remaining the homie Amazon was uh named Nawi wow so it could have been inspired by that um but yeah there was these women soldiers that uh will whoop your ass and shit um they I think they fought against the French if I'm not mistaken um yeah first franco dahamian war second franco dahamian war so yeah they fought against the french um uh so it was like that battle and shit may have been to some extent based on something real Mm -hmm. mm-hmm i didn't know that thank you yeah yeah she uh she died over the age at over the age of 100
1: wow she lived a life
0: 18 uh they said she died in 1979 age well over 100 um so yeah she uh, it's that's crazy, um, she claimed that fought the French in eighteen ninety two holy shit, um, but yeah, so uh, uh, she does this training, she gets a golden helmet, she gets this uh armor and all this stuff, and um, she then leads a contingent of black Amazonian warriors into battle against a bunch of white men who I think were the French. Although I've heard, I've heard and seen people say they thought it was the Confederates, like Confederate um, soldiers or something. I, I mean, in this world spanning, universe spanning thing, it, I guess it could be, but it, I thought they were the French. Uh, and so they fight the first, like, faction of these French troops and they whoop their motherfucking ass. It was like a slaughter. Nobody, like, none of the women got killed. Mm-mm. It was pure rage. And some of the French had guns and i was like y'all niggas really should have used them guns i don't know what y'all i don't know if y'all was like it's just some women but bad move homeboy because y'all caught the l
1: yeah because years ago you know they had did they had the muskets the ones
0: you have to load up and it take forever right so i don't know maybe they were like, we can't waste bullets okay yeah blue man group says they definitely were confederates so maybe that's what they were i don't know dog um i had to watch it again but because it didn't like they had no i don't know uh anyway they whooped they white they ass. was like we
1: just gonna intimidate you with these guns we don't need bullets
0: yeah they whooped they motherfucking ass dog they fucked them white men all the way up oh, they got the business. Um, so uh i hope y'all it was like a gladiator fight i hope y'all right because i'm the one who gets the emails when y'all wrong uh that's why i was trying to leave it open-ended because i couldn't tell uh they fucked them white men's up okay uh, and then she gave a speech, and she kind of uh did some uh did some of the same speech that Nawi gave. We are here because we did not believe them when they told us our rage is not ladylike. We did not believe them when they said our violence goes too far. We did not believe them when they said the hatred we feel for our enemies is not godlike. That they uh uh, uh we did uh, no oh that, that that to women like us uh. Because they know what, oh, they say that to women like us because they know what happens when we are free. Free to hate when we, when we must. Free to kill when we must. Free to bring destruction when we must. That is our freedom. This is our prayer no matter what they think of us after we grind them into dust. This is our love. And then she dropped the sword like it was the mic and took off her helmet. The rest of the army rushed at her. And then she said, I am Hippolyta, George's wife, and went on, went on to the next stop
1: yes and before we move on uh something that i i loved about this scene was the fact that it was so violent and it was so bloody and hippolyta was fucking people up like chopping heads off kicking them and at- she
0: was looking sweet okay and you know i love me some fight choreography uh, that looking- isn't just 98 pound people fighting each other no offense to my 98 pound people but y'all overrepresented i love me uh watch um what's my show um oh my god why am i drawing a blank this is one of the best shows of all time it came on amc mm-hmm. uh it was karate fighting kung fu into the badlands into the badlands well, y'all watch into the badlands it's on netflix everybody watch it for excellent like every kind of body can whoop your ass if you know what you're doing type of court fight choreography everyone could get in on it so yeah it was dope seeing these black women do it but once again same way you were like man we're not used to seeing a 51 year old naked black woman blah, blah blah we're not used to seeing a 51 year old black woman whoop people ass and cut their heads off with swords
1: yes and, I, and you know and it was one of those things where when i seen it i was like I would watch this the it, fucking series or a show. You know how they be having all them Caesar shows where you following a random white dude around fucking shit up. yeah
0: Spartacus was like that.
1: Yes, I was like I would watch this where it's a black woman. Like I like motherfuckers I'm all in. Like you got me as an audience, I would watch that. And it was also uh for me It was beautiful to watch them fuck shit up. It was beautiful to watch them be violent. It was beautiful to watch them be bloody. You know, because that's like the opposite of what they teach women. They teach women, you don't wanna fight. You don't wanna get bloody. You don't wanna get nasty. You don't wanna go low. You don't wanna, you don't wanna show your rage. You don't wanna show your anger. Like how dare you be unwomanlike. And I love this scene because it was like, Fuck you. I'm mad. I'm angry. My anger is valid. There's nothing wrong with me being angry. And I'm going to fuck shit up. And there's not a goddamn thing you can do about it.
0: Yeah. It was funny because they played like some rock and roll music, which, you know, nothing wrong with rock and roll music or whatever. And it was very much like almost like she gave like a, a brave heart speech at the end and stuff. But I really would have liked the, them to play like, don't hurt yourself uh that beyonce song i feel like that would have been fucking perfect for that fight scene um but maybe they was like it's gonna be too corny or whatever but i mean lean into it dog you it's a fucking galaxy expanding adventure come on it's black women in formation whooping these white men's ass it was it was i don't know it would have hit different for me but yeah so the last she makes another jump again this time when she jumps she's actually in bed with george the day before he left for artem So it's kind of that same scene. And this is why, this is why I did not like the criticism that said it had bad story accounting. Because it's moments like this, you thought of that from day one. You know what I'm saying? There were seven episodes in. They took us back to a scene from episode one. This is not sloppy storytelling. They knew they were coming back to this moment and gonna play it completely different. So, for me, uh, it's funny. You were talking about the uh, battle scene and the, uh, you know, the dance and stuff. But this was the one for me that I was like, uh, did, like, this one made me feel emotional. Uh, she So she um, she's in bed with, with George, and it's the day before he goes to Artem. And then she gets up, and they, once again, do that great thing where they fast forward. They don't show you the whole conversation. But she's basically told him the whole story of her multiverse travels, everything that's happened and he believes her immediately which i'm like husband of the year okay it's not beyond uh any human being if your wife wake you up in the middle of the morning especially when you thought she was gonna get some okay and you wake up yes. <laughs> everybody forgets that they they was fucking in that scene uh and, and instead she tells you about her multi-universe travel and multi-world theory and um how all this stuff is happening she probably told him he got killed and shit so he mm-hmm, I bet you he did he was sitting there engrossed like mm-hmm, tell me more Mm-hmm. yes and I was like oh maybe this is a fairy tale world maybe she just believes but uh but yeah so um she was like uh if like I believe I'm in a world where I can name myself anything and he's like well am I really here right now and she was like I don't know but it feels real and he's like, after all your adventures, after all you saw, you still named yourself my wife. And she was laying there with her head on his chest and you could see it dawn on her. Like, why did I come back to this? Right. Like, like I, everything else is about freedoms and slaying my dragons and getting out of these boxes and experiencing this, this, this power. And then i came back to where i feel small in this place with my husband and it's not saying and it's not the typical like feel small that people see on tv where the man is a dick he's abusive he's you know we know george to be a very nice decent man uh very uh uh loving and all this yes, stuff very kind yes. you know uh, other than you know having tick uh having this baby out of the way like uh but other than that we know him to be a good dude a good Mm -hmm. husband so normally when you have like a dragon you're gonna slay the you know it's this evilness it's you know it's Lawrence Fishburne as Ike Turner you know and in this case it wasn't that but that little thing of him going so you like you could have named yourself anything you name yourself my wife and it's like she sabotaged herself in a sec for a second she sits up and kind of looks at him almost suspiciously And also like she's thinking. And she says, I think now I can name this thing that's been eating at me quiet, so quiet. Sometimes I think I was tired, sad, or missing you when you were out on the road, but rather, but really I was angry. So angry because for so much of my life, I've been shrinking. And when I was a kid, I thought I was big enough to have every right to name something out of this world. And then I started shrinking myself. And that goes back to what she told d how she had been the one that actually named that comment but they did they didn't give her credit they gave it to a little white girl and she says you should have fought that mommy and she was like like well you and i know and that's good enough and she's like my mama named that you know and so uh that's like so since that moment when she was a fucking kid Mm -hmm. a brilliant kid apparently one of the smartest people in the fucking world if not the universe she was so fucking smart and so brilliant and from that moment she was deterred off of the path of exploring the boundaries of her brilliance and instead retreated within and got smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller every day um and so she says uh, by the time i met you i'd already gotten so small and i thought you knew how big i wanted to be i thought you saw me but you just stood by and let me shrink myself more for you and then um he and and that's interesting too an interesting way to put it because you know if he didn't know her from then it's not necessarily that he would know how to fix that and if she didn't really accept that that was wrong it's not necessarily like he would just come in and be like, "Oh, automatically blah blah blah." And of course, he's a black man in the 1950s uh going out on these trips and almost dying a few times and shit. So, I can see how his idea of protecting her would be like, "Well, the best thing I can do is set you up a life where I'm on this road, but I'm but like you're part of the business. You ain't got to worry about, you know, nothing for 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 food and taking care of your kid and all this shit. But at the same time, what if she had ambitions bigger than that? You know, and I understand the danger of racism in the road. definitely a, a good reason to, like I'm not, like it's not, he's this evil person, but it's sometimes the hardest monster to kill is not the, the evil, it's not this, the demon that's trying to kill you. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, so then uh, he asked why she didn't tell him she felt this way. She said, I tried you know, I, I always tried. You had to know that, you had to see that. And he says, deep down inside, he always knew there was a discoverer in her, and this nigga leaned up out of bed and was like, "You know what? You right." And I was like, "Damn, you know?" Because normally people be in denial, like, "Nah, fuck that, nah, bitch, I be doing everything for your ass." And this what I like. He yeah. was like, "He was like, you right? I let you, helped you shrink so that we could have a family. So I could go and do what I had to do." and know that you were safe at home waiting for me. I'm so sorry, I see now what that cost you. And then he came to the edge of the bed and said, I see you now, Hippolyta Freeman, and I want you to be as big as you can be. And then she was like, I am Hippolyta Discoverer. And then they she put her hand out this time, and then that, that purple thing from her wrist started going around his wrist too, and then they warped out to another dimension.
1: Yes, and and this was very, very beautiful because it was one of the things to where it was accountability uh on his part Mm -hmm. and it was also one of those things for me like you said when you fighting things her first few fights was more of the hammer like i'm just gonna boom 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 but this one was more like a surgeon like you know like you have to get to the heart of the matter you have to get to the root cause and and, and and in order to fix it, and it was some of those things where she had all these symptoms, and you know you ignore the symptoms, you get sicker and It was one of those things where she ignored the symptoms, he ignored the symptoms, and she just shrunk, and it was one of these things where for a lot like i said it's more like you're speaking to women and particularly black women black women shrink themselves all the time they shrink themselves when they walk into a room Mm -hmm. even around men you know they know quote unquote me i don't want a loud woman i don't want a bossy woman i don't want a bitchy woman i don't want a woman with a pen i want a woman you know to to be obedient and all this other stupid bullshit you know versus just allowing that woman to quote unquote be herself you know because you're you're afraid she's going to quote unquote challenge your manhood and in some type of way when a lot of times it makes you a better man but men don't actually see their manhood being challenged by their mate or their significant other as making them a better human being is almost like i got all the answers i know everything how dare you versus she might conceive a potential in you to help you grow also so it actually benefits everybody but everybody doesn't look at it like that and it's also one of those things too to where um george gave the apology that a lot of women wish they would have had from men they left too Mm -hmm. you know like a lot of women are hurt and and they're damaged and 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 they feel betrayed and you know that's that's an apology that they will never get and and it's okay if you never get the apology because you know sometimes you have to close that door and move on sometimes you have to forgive them for the apology that you will never uh, get and in order to move on sometimes and so I do appreciate that he acknowledged it because you know sometimes like you say you get that that resistant that er uh, how 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 that ego part which is a human thing to fight against you telling me that i'm- how dare you tell me I'm wrong I'm right, you know, and that also goes into the the patriarchy uh when uh men are taught that from 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 straight men are taught very young that you're right. You're right. Your opinion's right. Everything you do is valid. There's nothing you do is wrong. You could be as, quote unquote, as big as you want to be, even though there's still some restrictions for black men. But you can, quote unquote, be as big as you want to be. That's why they've been accepted into things way before women were ever accepted into things, because it's one of the things, well, hey, you are a man, you could be as big as you want to be. And so, um, I, I'm glad that we've seen this, because this was actually a closure for her that she finally got in her life because you know in her quote-unquote space area time wherever wherever that is she never got this conversation
0: and you know partially because she didn't ever commit to being uncomfortable in this conversation you know what i mean like because that's another thing that happens too is you wait on someone to rescue you rescue you and you wait on somebody to fucking be a mind reader or to like put you in the uncomfortable situation where you have to confess this and george for by all accounts seems like a good dude like i know that the the binary of how we look at people is very much good bad you know good or bad and it's like nah he was good but he was good in a way that was not gonna ever help her reach her potential and of course 1950 segregated sexist patriarchal america because we get all these signals right from your church to your schools to your institutions uh even when it came to voting you know like everything is like man over woman man over woman man over woman a good man is a man that protects his woman a good man is a provider for his woman it's never like like the idea of equality and partnership is still something we don't have today. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Like uh uh Ida ba- Ida B Wells and um uh I forget uh, her husband's name off the top of my head for the moment, but like that nigga was essentially like a vanguard man of feminist. You know what I mean to be like, yes, my wife is you might know her as the anti-lynching activist that sometimes she gotta go off without the kids and fucking get to the bottom of who killed this man. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, that's, the, yeah, you're like, I don't mind being at home with the kids. Like, I'm cool with that. I don't mind y'all not know who
0: I am and my wife is more famous but, than me. Right. He's an activist too, but we don't talk about this nigga. Like, mm-hmm. but, but the, but the idea of being that kind of man at that period of time, it wasn't no men like that. No, really? No. If most of the men was like, sit your ass down and, or I love you, but you know, now it's time for you to have all the babies and stuff home you know
1: yeah and it's also one thing i, I kind of see them talking about chat room and i didn't really think about this i think that uh even with the the trip uh with uh letty and tick do you seen kind of a shift because initially he wouldn't even let her drive
0: letty taught him it was okay to take her on the road to take Hippolyta on the road mm-hmm. it was after letty saved him that he called her and was like you can come on the road next time maybe we should make the next one together you know what I'm saying? So like, clearly, it's not that George was purposely in his mind holding her back, which is, Mm-mm. but in a way, it's almost sadder. It's more tragic. You know what I mean? Because the, she never took the risk with this dude that would have supported her. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, because like the thing I see in these things is not lessons. Each one of these realities felt like it was of her own creating this own world where she everything she wanted to happen happened. Everything went the way she would have liked it to go to a certain extent, but but it felt like with this one it was the most plausible because it's the closest to what her life was like, mm-hmm. and the essence of George was still there. It didn't feel like this was some foreign version of George that was Mm-mm. the perfect husband who understood everything. It felt like this is just a conversation I was afraid to have. I never really called you to the carpet and said, "No, I really do mean this. Like, yeah. this is not." just something i want you to go yeah 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 i like i like she like i guarantee you he never knew she was angry
1: no he he didn't and i and i do think that he because of his personality he would have been understanding like because like,
0: he gave a fuck he was yes it's, it's, and it's not like to pat him on the back like wow you supposed to give a fuck but it's it's like if i i'm not a mind reader so if i don't know right i don't know you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i think that's another thing it's another thing that's. Messed up about the way we look at love. We look at love on some like it's the one person that just knows when you need to scratch your nose, and mm-hmm. it's like that's no communication is part of it. So if they don't fucking know, you're resenting them for some shit that might not really be a problem if you if they knew. Yes, you know what it I mean? happens
1: a lot in relationships, and relationships right. go sour for everybody involved sometimes because you have people with these pent up feelings and these emotions, and they never express it. So if you want to have children and your partner don't and y'all have children, you resent them and you never bring it up. You, you know what? You end up being mad at the kids. You end up resenting them for forcing you to be in a situation versus having a conversation with them. Because, you know, having a conversation with them might mean that you might have to leave, you right. know, uh, if, if, if they're gun ho about having kids. You know, like, you know, I'm not to make. Let's move on. But those are decisions that that are very scary and very difficult for people to make. So it's easier for
0: a just, lot of people just to go along to get along and then resent Cause you just go along in life, that's what we've been taught. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I remember when we talked about not having kids, mm-hmm. and it, you had brought that up. We had never really talked about it before, and I yeah. think the assumption was like, well, at some point you just have to have kids because that's what the fuck you do, right? And you was like, I don't want to do that, and I'm like, all right, you know what I mean? Like, cause, but if you would have never had that conversation, we might have fucking had some kids that that now you resent because your life took a different path even when you love them you're still looking at opportunities you didn't get you're looking at things you wanted to do that never get done you know what i mean so it just i think it, those are tough situations it's easy to talk about the the easy shit but th- there's a tough situation so to me this is the one that hit, hit the closest to like yo that is real and scary like scary in a way that killing french or confederate Fictional white men as an Amazon is not, because it's so far away from what you do in real life.
1: Yes, and it's also, you know, one of the things too to where, uh, because it's something we never talked about, which a lot of people don't talk about children prior to having them. It's one of those things where, um even after you know we made the decision, people would ask me because, like I said, the patriarchy. You know, when I'd be like, I don't want kids. They'd be like, How do your husband feel about it? I'm be like. And, 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 and it's, and it's funny though, a lot of times, depending on who I'm around, people look at me like I'm almost too free, you know, because a lot of times when they be like, what do your husband think? I'm like, i decided i don't want to have kids like that's right. how Like who gives a fuck what probably he think you know even even simple things like dye my hair or cutting my hair i'll come in you know brand new and people be like uh your husband let you cut my hair like, my husband let me do shit what are you talking about right. and i was like oh oh yeah karen you are quote unquote freer and i honestly think that i'm gonna tell you right now that's why some people calling to the show wanting you to quote unquote rein me in and, and correct me and quote unquote put me in my place and how dare you have this outspoken woman that you allow to to, to be flawed and fuck up and and, and be all over the place and you quote unquote as a man you're accountable and responsible and it's one of those things where you know I could see George you know getting to the place where he just wanted to quote unquote protect but also in protecting you can also hurt the people you're protecting if you don't know how to properly protect them when you don't know what their needs are
0: yeah and also like they have to communicate that yes. but and then also like it's not even flaws or fuck up it's fr- that's what freedom is you make choices that don't have shit to do with me right you right. know what i mean that's that's what freedom isn't you know it's not like you're being mean or something sh- like i'm gonna change my hair because fuck you nigga like it's just i like brown i like blonde like they don't have nothing to do like who the fuck am i to be coming home like wow for real blonde you know but i think it's just but that's what i'm saying it's 2020 right this is 1950 so i try to have some ref- reference and and some level of context for these characters you know i see people mad that tick said the f word it's 50 y'all say that now you know what i mean it's 1950 they putting that in rap songs today 2020 mm-hmm. so you have to have a little bit of context for like the morality of these people because what happens is we have fallen for the hook, line, and sinker for these fucking writers' rooms that just write perfect people in these fucking scripts, and you're like, yeah, in 1920, he understood the Klan was bad, even though he was in the South, his daddy was in the Klan. He, it's like that's not that's the fine. average yeah. person. And
1: people don't even understand today, so so it's
0: like, what? Why are we holding that against a fucking? Fictional script that we know is trying to give you some levels of like, these were real issues, and you need to give the character somewhere to go. Mm-hmm. Perfect characters are kind of, you know, boring. Yes, that's what, that's they what, are. Like, that's why they, uh, always people like these anti-hero shows and shit but because when you have that kind of flawed character that has a place to go with it it makes it more compelling
1: yeah and all jokes aside like i said it's one of those things people complain but you would be fucking livid you would go these same people complain it's boring it's boring they're perfect they're not they're like not I, flawed
0: like i think people are flinching up because i think they're gonna either have hippolyta or um ruby maybe both Kind of be obstacles, if not villains, to some of the things mm-hmm. that Take and Letty want to do. And I know people are going to be like, I don't want to have to root against these women. It's like, but you have there's one everyone on the show just about is black. Let you have to give the character somewhere to go.
1: Yes, you do. They can't
0: start at ten. They got to start yeah. somewhere in the middle and work their way into good, bad, whatever.
1: Yeah, and it's also one of those things where, uh, for a lot of people, even though people complain about why the black people always got to be villains. Okay. Everybody black. So guess what? They're going to be a villain. So you still complaining about the black person being the villain, but Mm -hmm. we're playing all the roles. So since we're playing all the roles, a black person is going to be a villain. And that's just part of the storyline. But I think it's just something about us, you know, the, 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 the way we feel about society and the political correctness and all this stuff that make us feel like, oh my gosh, a black person is doing something wrong or doing something out of character or or they're evil. But in reality, that's niggas. Like like that's us. We're all over the place in real reality too. But you know, when it's presented in on TV, we have we have all these rules and regulations that we try to put on things and we want to to shrink things into a nice little neat package when they're just trying to tell us a story
0: all right so they arrive this time on like a farm like just a planet that has aliens on it now uh hippolyta is dressed exactly like the main protagonist in these comics Orinthia blue she has a blue wig she got the space like the 1950s version of the future yes. space, space bubble helmet it was adorable she took george with her he had a wig uh he had a cape i mean they were bouncing around talking to aliens and um just, and it wasn't like some space adventure where they was killing people and stuff mm. it was really these you know these remember her protagonist goes around fixing people's like space phones and shit like 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 it was just doing that just to, and she was this discoverer um and i love that the idealized version of herself in this universe was these wildest dream yeah, and it like that was so f- oh, how
1: can you not love this show just going from place to place and meeting and 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 just doing all the shit you see why people do when they go to these planets hmm. just
0: speaking that's, and that's not what they do okay when they go to these planets they start touching vagina snakes trying yeah, to take yeah, over betraying each the, other androids eat people oh, these oh, were nice sir. wholesome black adventures karen
1: S- sir I'm, I'm these are the visions that they
0: think would
1: happen but they mm-hmm. end up turning wrong but she because we black we choosing the safe planets where
0: things won't fucking bite you and eat you and shit See, like i that. think i think white people show up to colonize karen i don't even think like, <laughs> know. we don't we don't colonize we're right. like oh y'all
1: already here that's all
0: they we were showing up to visit okay they're like oh Give me your recipes you need some help with your cell phone tower let me hook you up like that's what she was showing up to do white people <laughs> would have <laughs> showing up and been like this my cell phone tower when i put this flag on it this mine get off my land and ain't nothing you can do y'all niggas better i'm gonna erase get... your race y'all better get out to the other side of mars okay <laughs> this mars johnson now this mine you better get on to, uh, to, to the dark side of the moon they was having nice wholesome black people adventures they was so then um they played like a clip from sun ra who i believe was a musician who said that they were not from the planet earth they were alien um but the quote was, I'm not real. I'm just like you. You don't exist in this society. You, if you did, your people wouldn't be seeking equal rights. You're not real. If you were, you'd have some status among the nations of the world. So we are both myths. I do not come to you as a reality. I come to you as the myth because that is what black people are myths. I come, I came from a dream. That the black man dreamed long ago i'm actually a present sent to you by your ancestors i'm going to be here until i pick out some of you to take back with me because he's like i said he believed he was an alien um uh so she sees that uh seraphina uh in her last version of this vision she teleports out to space and now she's talking to seraphina aka beyonce um and seraphina is like she's got this long glowing flowing thing it's like the solar it's all beautiful and bright and oh, like gorgeous. colorful and she's talking to uh hippolyta and she says now that you've named yourself we can fully integrate you into our society you no longer need the devices on your wrist and she hippolyta says to change permanent and she said and uh seraphina says yes and hippolyta says if i don't change can i go back through that portal that brought me here back home and she says yes we can send you back to your earth uh and then hippolyta says home feels like the wrong word how can i fit in everything that i am now into that place that hippolyta she was so small but d she needs me and we never see her say like i'm going back home but the assumption here is she must have gone back home
1: i don't think she's going back so
0: you think she's leaving d yeah. forever?
1: Not, but i just i think she returned but i don't think that uh she's gonna quickly go back i i i think she's going to join because i and this is just me because it's uh and also i and this shot was so beautiful i loved the spiral solar system that was going around her while she was floating it was like uh, her outfit had like this spiral that was going around. It had like these planets on it. It was
0: absolutely gorgeous. That was the costume that D drew. Drew. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's on the cover that uh magazine on the cover of the comic book. Yes. But yes, go ahead. You but don't think she's coming back?
1: No, I, I don't think she is. Uh, I think that uh, she will quote unquote pop back up, uh, at some period of time and kind of explain to D, and disappear because I think. That she meant what she said, but she was too big. And I don't. So,
0: do you, you think the actress is off the show, too, then? Because if no. she's not. okay.
1: No, I don't think the actress is off the show. I do think that she will, quote unquote, return, but I think that it will be something where she'll kind of pop in and out. Like, like this is my prediction where, you know, she'll show up at certain times. She'll, she'll, uh, 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 show up and speak to Tick and them. I can see her, her doing things with Tick and Letty to actually prepare them for whatever they have next. Uh, on their adventures like no i don't see her disappearing or anything i can see her having a conversation with them but i don't think that she will actually uh go back as far as i'm here to quote-unquote stay forever No.
0: okay uh personally i just can't see them doing that to this character because i think people will have a much harder time seeing her as a good person if she left her child back on earth with no father to like all right d you got this i'm gonna go like unless they do some rick and morty clone shit like they did where beth may went to space but another beth stayed to help with the kids so it was like it's not that bad <laughs> but if they did if they fucking um if d if she if d is on her own and her mama just show up on birthdays and shit it's gonna be a problem for a lot of fans
1: uh, yeah you, you know and and, and and for me uh i could see her actually bringing d with her too like mm. going i'll go back but only if i can bring my daughter with me like i could see her doing something like that well
0: from the previews for next week like d's gonna be around in these uh next episodes because it was yes. like the previews for the next three weeks yeah because yeah because so. also
1: one of the things we don't know how long she's been gone like like mm. like how 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 time has been moving on earth it might be different from how time is moving it could be you never know what this show for where she is so she literally might be somewhere in the quote-unquote future you're like literally in the future of the time on earth so it's like because we don't know because they they mess with time and space and all that stuff it
0: could be but my assumption would be that if they return her they're going to return her to about when she left i don't think yes i like so anyway you think she's not coming back i think she is coming back i think she's coming back to stay i think she's gonna keep all this knowledge that she retained um which would then change the character just as much like it, it would, would like because one i just knew got to be on the show it can't be no uh hop in pop in and out like after we went on this face fair and time traveling adventure this character is much more interesting than ever before um and so now I want to see how her new perspective has changed the decisions she makes how it rocks the boats if she gets ambitious and for power if she yeah. if she wants to ambitious get involved to yeah. yeah if she can become a resource for them if she wants to be involved in in uh all this other stuff so I would I really do hope the character comes back um and I really do hope that she's back to like to to stay but to make some changes cuz the other thing I think about is what who is she now that she feels like i know i was interrupted i know i shrank down i'm coming back and i'm about to fucking step into this world the bad bitch that i just learned i am
1: yeah and 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 if she if she does go back she will never be that old person again so i could see her having a completely different personality completely looking at a different outlook on life i could see her pushing and encouraging her daughter to do all types of shit mm-hmm. um you know uh and also, like I say, I could see, you know, where she, like I say, I could see where she, maybe, becomes this this thing that's able to do these things and still remain on Earth, like almost like you get both.
0: The other thing, though, I need her, like, because I think. Her and those adventures and stuff, that's a different type of wish fulfillment. And obviously the show going on, she, they can make a weekly show out of just that. But I think there's something about her coming back and changing who she is and what she means to people. Um, she's, she's so smart. She could be a resource for them. Yes. Like for the whole family. You know what I mean? And I think D is going to be in danger because we about to get to the end. I just don't see any way that she can, that we can leave D like like that like um but so she does say you know basically um d needs her so back at the portal we expected her to pop out tick pops out instead
1: and we have no idea where he went and my theory is he was the opening credits he went to the opening credits you know, the opening credits where they fight in and the lady the man comes I mean the lady oh. comes down and like mm. my my thing is that I think that he where he went was literally the opening credits.
0: I mean not the opening credits, opening scene. From the first episode. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. So he, you, listen, Karen putting up shots this week. Okay. This episode. Oh, I'm shooting all the shots. Okay. Uh, like she gonna definitely get the claim she was right about something because she took all the shots. I'm not even keeping track of what's wrong. I'm going <laughs> to let y'all do that shit. Oh, no, I, I don't know I what's don't, right. And I'm what's not wrong. keeping, I'm not keeping up with none mm-hmm. of this. Okay.
1: I am just guessing that, so he that comes, that's where he went.
0: So he comes through the portal and he uh is holding a copy of the book Lovecraft country by george freeman which i'm like this shit done got so meta i don't even know what this is <laughs> like did this nigga write the book for the movie for the show for the tv i don't know what the fuck is in that book did george write a book i know he wrote that guide book but what the fuck is this shit i was completely like my like my brain just imploded on itself it was like we'll consider this in another episode because <laughs> i definitely do not know the level it's like what's happening here so then sirens are going off and at first i thought they were sirens because the machine malfunctioned but nope it sounded like the cops mm-hmm. and they was getting close and so he tried to do a real quick clean everything up and um and he tried to first activate the machine again because it broke and the portal closed but this his look compared to, to hippolyta and her motherfucking beautiful mind notebook mm-hmm. and shit this nigga was like an ape with a fucking hammer he was just beating Be- the machine no. like a motherfucking been like me he was beating that shit like madden cheated him in the fourth quarter and he fucking threw his controller against the wall he was tick was like a fucking caveman he was like oh fucking bad he's like <laughs> like damn nigga you just fucking the machine up there's no way you helping no you're not so then i believe he grabs like the key out of the machine he grabs her pocket and he grabs her pocketbook and he wiped, he like wiped something down, and then he ran out. But
1: maybe in a gun or something. Yeah. It's, okay. It's, I
0: don't know. He wiped something down, but then as the uh, as the police sirens got closer and closer, he runs out. But it, the camera pans over to the dead cop that Hippolyta shot, and Dee's comic book is laying in his blood. We heard we heard her baby's name. name. I it. was
1: like, oh, they're gonna think that baby keep has in something mind, with
0: it keep in mind y'all karen doesn't want her to come back okay <laughs> so d gonna have the cops on her ass i want her blood to herself. be free
1: black woman
0: <laughs> karen's version i want her to say
1: fuck them kids <laughs> That's
0: why we, now y'all know why we didn't have kids okay i I, karen could have been, I want her to be like you know what
1: you know what
0: i ain't got to do with no
1: racism i ain't got to do with no sexism I can do what the fuck I
0: want to. Karen would have left me alone like Idris Elvin that Tyler Perry movie. Would've been she like just, I ain't never going back. She would have just dipped on our me and our children just for some quote unquote freedom because apparently her freedom look like like man freedom <laughs> like future it's, just, it's not gonna be no futuristic black woman freedom where everybody is equal and together and we know it's gonna be what white people have but karen gonna have it <laughs>
1: that's,
0: that's not freedom okay that's another thing i liked about this though hippolyta taking george with her mm-hmm. felt like now that you see me because it wasn't like a revenge vi- it wasn't like because fuck men it was like now that you see me you finally see me now we come together and she, and we're as 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 equals yes it wasn't a, a revenge like against the white people and shit like that so i thought that was beautiful what are you looking forward to next week other than d getting killed because her mom didn't come back
1: <laughs> i wanted to see her with her futuristic afro and her glowing ass body i want to see her turn into a, a crystal gem. <laughs> but uh i'm looking forward to Oh, D, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with her and look like she's going to be on her own. And so that's going to be very interesting. I think that, uh, she going to find out that she has some type of power, you know, while, while she's trying to run or some shit like that, cause she's in tune with something so it's going to be interesting to see what uh happens and i'm interested to see a episode that focuses on her as a her as a character because we you know she's kind of been in the background but no this is her as we're going to follow this child so i am looking forward to seeing this actress uh um uh, exercise her acting chops
0: yeah because uh i I'm, I see sydney saying she D gonna be okay uh i seen them motherfucking previews I, I we going back to horror i was scared as shit them cops was running up on d hey, she was on horror. that bike with her eyes all big riding fast and shit like people was chasing her man i'm scared as fuck dog i don't want nothing to have another little girl man like she, she needs some people looking out for her ain't nobody else looking out for her letty and fucking uh letty and, um uh my um uh tick off trying to find fucking pages of a book Ruby worried about getting power and drinking formulas and fucking white man woman and shit like uh, my Charles is is worried about you know him and Sammy trying to stay in the closet who the fuck gonna look at the deal if her mama don't come back like, I don't, these people are not prepared to be good role models or take care of this little girl. They are not. Y'all gonna fuck around Christina gonna be rolling up on her and shit. Oh, that's gonna be a motherfucking problem. I hope, my thing, I hope she come back and I hope she gets some of her powers. It would be dope if she could, I like, kept, like, if she kept that Amazon Warrior training you know, or I, something, I, I, like, I, I just would like to see her be a different, like, her but different when she come back.
1: I, but like this, if she comes back, I do think that she's gonna be a badass i think she's gonna surprise people because all that shit she went through is embedded in her mm-hmm. and so next time she get in a the situation they're gonna look around and she's gonna be john wicking on people and she's gonna be fucking because before she up.
0: before she even got training she killed a cop
1: yes, okay she
0: did. her mama ain't no joke i want her back on the show okay I, like i don't i don't want to just float off the motherfucking they, you th- uh, david bowie's face and we just never <laughs> see her ass again you think they gonna be uh uh training her like uh rajah
1: did a uh, batman son they're gonna be doing like underground shit where she go like D- this is the way you know
0: i got to show you the dark side so you go ahead and fuck these people up fuck yeah. these white people up i want her mama to give her that training and for her to be like yelling you know yelling at her like you know we well, this is our love and then be like d out here killing people too like come on i just i'm just saying y'all it's a dangerous world i can't have it is uh, it's the only person on the show that truly loves black children <laughs> and uh I, I, especially little black girls <laughs> you know i support black women but i support I little black, black girls, kids too I and i want to see them be I happy i could see her know? mama be
1: like bitches i'm tired i'm tired mm-hmm. of holding the weight of the world i'm tired of holding up everybody's pain and hurt y'all know what i'm putting me first
0: yeah exactly like i said it's the only one on the show that really supports black children um i'm fine with that i don't i don't i'm find being the only person that do that uh it's fine it's you between you and justin someone <laughs> someone here got to support the black children and give a fuck some, and, uh, some, somebody apparently somebody it's me to. and george it's me and george
1: <laughs> y'all own two
0: niggas to kill. right?
1: because i'm like you i ain't got to worry about racism i swear sexism.
0: to god i really would love your version to happen mm-hmm. just to see how just, quickly you niggas too. turn on her
1: me because y'all
0: y'all would go from i love this character like bitch that's oh. your daughter you must me be out your oh, mind they will be so mad at me.
1: i i, I want to wanna say, see it just I to see to, the
0: world burn that's why i'm like this i wanted to say it like you said it too i don't want it to be no nice black women freedom shit i wanted to be like fuck them kids i wanted to be just like america fuck my daughter fuck them kids okay yes. uh, i'm free everybody y'all would turn on this woman so fast you negroes yes because no matter what you say if you you actually
1: put putting her back in the smart in the box she want to be free of. she says mm. she wanted to be friend y'all niggas like no no you can be free up until the kids now mm-hmm. you got you got to stay for the kids All
0: mm-hmm. all right that's why george is on the road every week all right y'all <laughs> <laughs> he want deal do that shit <laughs> George is like, I'ma be freed in, okay? She crazy. I don't wanna tell y'all. She be trying to lead D every week. um <laughs> Alright y'all, we'll be back. <laughs> we'll be back Saturday. Until then, I love you. I love you too. Bye. Bye.